0: everyone. Welcome to another episode of Iglap. Of course, it's me, your host, Paolo. And for today's episode, we have a new guest this time, which is very exciting because according to my old guest before, if I get this guest, it's like I collected the Infinity Stones. But instead of getting Ultimate Power, I just collected all of the siblings. So, okay. But anyway, uh, before we start, I would like to thank my sponsors. So thank you to Swagat Indian Cuisine, who's been a sponsor since season one. Thank you to Comicet. And thank you as well to Maslimor Manila. So for today's episode, we have a 25-year-old Filipino adult, new, currently working in an ad agency, and he plays a lot of basketball, video games, and he just loves hanging out with friends. So welcome to the podcast for the very first time, Jolo Liwag. Hey Jolo. Hi, everyone. Hey Jolo. So you yeah, know you're new, and I'm not sure if you've seen like Chio's episode and Mikey's episode. But, you know, before we, you know, start the episode and all these things, I usually ask my guests to, like, give a fun fact about themselves that not a lot of people may know about you. So, yeah.
1: All right. Random fun fact about myself. Okay, that not a lot not,
0: of people uh, not know about. Yeah.
1: Maybe I'm not really sure if this is really fun or anything, but. Okay. I am capable of eating um, nine cups of rice in one meal. Before in my peak days when I was exercising a lot, nine cups at least. That was my record in Mang Inasal um, in high school, fourth year. And during the time when I was training a lot, yeah, I think I only had like one piece of like chicken pa'a from Inasal, the smaller uh, one pa'a, yeah. Just a smaller one. And then after that, I just kept on refilling the rice and rice. And then I didn't even realize I had nine cups already.
0: Yeah, but how your many boy of can eat. You- yeah, but how many sorry. cups of
1: soup did you ha- have, though? Sorry, sorry. How many cups of soup did you have? Soup? Yeah, just one little thing I think I only had two. I think I only had two cups of soup. But, like, I yeah, just made... I just made banana the rice, man. Like, I had the rice. I just... So I would ask for the rice and then I would drench it with as much... Chicken um, oil. Yeah. Ch- chicken oil as much as possible and then eat... Maybe like one piece of chicken, and then after that it's the rice. That's it. That's we call efficiency.
0: Yeah, but damn, man. I mean, you only had two cups of soup. I mean, yeah. You know, I, mean... I mean, I love the soup because you know I'm really a soup person. But I kind of got that you know you you maybe have drenched the rice with chicken oil, but like eating that much chicken oil. Yeah, you know What I mean, like with like. <laughs> only two cups of soup? Because I would like to think that soup kind of cleanses your palate, you know what I mean? Or like, maybe cleans your body in a way, if that
1: makes sense. Well, I don't know if I found the soup one the cleanse cleansed me, because I was just enjoying the chicken oil thing. So why would I wash it out in the first place? Yeah, no, makes this sense. Is, okay. This is past thinking, not anymore now because I watch my health. But before, I just I would eat anything as much as possible. Okay, as so as you, possible.
0: you could you could do nine cups before, and like you know during your prime, like when you were younger, and all of these things. But how about now? Like, have you eaten manganasal recently or recently?
1: oh uh, yeah, but more. I haven't eaten the actually for a really long time, but I have. Uh, so like recently, actually, I just I ate in Saboten, the this, <laughs> this Japanese restaurant BGC. Yeah. I had. Four cups of rice. Uh, with just one one So I think my appetite is still there, but it's not anymore as spe- big peak as before.
0: It's not as crazy with your nine cups with um chicken pa'a, which is the smallest, by the way. I mean if you did yeah. um you know the chicken breast that, that would kind of... oh uh, well, sorry. Chicken wing with
1: Chicken chicken pa foot foot is the
0: Yeah, that's, that's like a big PM one. one. PM2's wing mm-hmm. and breast, right? Yeah. Yeah, wing and breast that's the view because pa is leg and thigh, yeah, which is like yeah. the best tasting part, but you know, also the smallest, right? So, yeah, <laughs> okay. Well, that was a fun fact. I mean, damn, nine cups of rice, uh, filled with like you know, oil and all of that. So, um, I think Mikey, your br- so both of your brothers are here, and Mikey says good for four as a snack. So, actually, Mikey mentioned this when he shared the post. Could, could you tell us that story? Like, what is this um, good for four as a snack that he keeps, you know, um, mentioning?
1: Um, I think this was before when like, so I think these were before when like we had these fast food restaurants that we would go to. Um, I think it was either like, maybe Jollibee or McDo, and we would, so I remember they would have these meals before where you'd have like, these meals are good for four, and it's like, maybe like, it's a chicken joy. An example Jollibee, with it being the chicken joy, a champ, and then maybe like mac spaghetti. Uh, sorry, spaghetti, and even a what we call it? um the jolly hot dog. Yeah, I would easily eat that on my own for merienda. Like that whole type of food, that's not a dinner or lunch to me. That's a merienda. That's a snack. As in my peak the Queen knows this, I'm capable of like really eating a lot just for like a merienda. And those types of meals are good for one for me. Or like, okay, for example, this is one good example. So KFC, my peak meal without, my usual meal there before would be a two-piece KFC, two double downs, and a spaghetti. And I would still have room for dessert.
0: But that's a meal, right? Like that's your dinner or something.
1: No, that, that could be my snack before. That could be my snack. <laughs> Why were you so hungry? <laughs> it's not, I wouldn't say I'm it's like hungry. It just, I really do like to eat. I love food and I, I like to eat a lot. Um, okay, I have another example. So, Lazad. I don't... People know about this, you know the boxy log?
0: Of course, yeah. Atericas.
1: Atericas, merienda. Out of nowhere. I was so hungry, but I, I just I and this was at three o'clock and I had lunch at the normal time 12. Yeah. I had three I had three boxylogs. I had three boxy logs. Just out of nowhere. <laughs> like, I had two. I ate, I ate it fast. I was enjoying, and then I was like. I talked to my friend Cholo. He's my friend from college. He said Chols, "Parang gutom pa oh. ako. Pa oh, pang boxy." Sige. I bought, I put extra cheese sauce, and then as he saw, me like, was like, kumain in third boxy." I was like, gutom. hungry gaming, but yeah."
0: You know, <laughs> if I were your parents, like I would be so glad to know where your allowance went. Like you didn't go drinking or anything; just went to food. <laughs> so like I'm curious so like at home when you're because you know of course your mom is there and stuff and you guys have I assume maybe you have like a staff who cooks like how much like would they just cook a separate meal for you or
1: something like no 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 no. we we share it we have our own breakfast lunch dinner we share and then well not now Any not anymore now Uh, I used to uh, eat a lot like I would be the three cups of rice and breakfast type of guy before and like my scrambled egg, I'd be like having three eggs in one serving, then maybe lots uh, of ulam, yeah, longanisa. Yeah, scrambled egg is okay, yeah. yeah. Kind of normal. Yeah, the three and that's of now. But before, um, I think I would go really heavy because like, there was a time I was. So when I was still training in basketball, I'd have my morning whey protein, which is very heavy. I'd yeah. still have like a granola bar as a, another snack, and I'd still have my normal breakfast. Would it be like a tapa scrambled egg with these three eggs and then two cups, three cups of rice? I really, I really ate a lot, but it wasn't like I was gaining fat because I exercised. I at least exercised. Maybe like um for my peak time would be like three, four hours of high intensity training in basketball, and then when I got into college, uh, when I was in college, and I was doing CrossFit and uh, playing basketball leisurely. Uh, maybe about two, three hours. So I never really felt guilty
0: about eating a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like Michael Phelps, right? The guy, like, what, had, like, what, 8,000 calories a day or something? Like, during his peak? Mm-hmm. Like, I was watching this, um, I-, I forgot the name of this YouTube channel, but they're, like, the Try Guys, I think, or something? Mm-hmm. Wherein they, like, they-, they wanted to try eating, like, Michael Phelps for a day. And when I saw, like, the amount of food that they would eat, like, three pounds of spaghetti, like, what
1: the hell? Like these guys, though, I understand that these types of athletes, they burn all the weight easily, as fast yeah, as possible. Yeah. Easily. Because when you train, especially in a high-intensity training, we given a think that's about, per session, uh, for two hours, that's about what, 600, 800 calories. And that doesn't even include yet when you're in the resting period. Imagine those guys who train twice, thrice a week, whether it be like, for example, this is for example for my bas- basketball player. You train with weights in the morning. Uh, that's about, what, 500, 600 uh, calories, weights, just building up your muscle. Then after that, night uh, nighttime, you're going to train basketball. That's three, yeah, four hours of nonstop yeah. cardio. non-stop cardio and also plyometrics and lifting. Uh, heavy, sorry, I mean like uh, physicality. That's a, at least an extra 600, 800, even a thousand on a good day. So these types of weight uh food appetites, I think they're normal already, like an athlete.
0: Yeah, no, and plus I think like with I mean like think about like the you know the the athletes who are in good condition, like Lebron and stuff. Like I've seen what he eats and it's healthy AF. It's just a lot, but healthy AF, you know what I mean? Like I remember like one of his meals would be like chicken breast with the rice, you know what I mean? But then, like, you know, it's not like fried rice or fried
1: chicken, you know what I mean? So, it's the healthy type of rice, you know, brown rice, quinoa. I think it was red, huh?
0: I saw, yeah. Oh,
1: red rice. Well, here in the Philippines, we got, call uh, yeah, it's all just all white and you want, it's either white or garlic rice. Unless you want to go fancy, you go Japanese rice, you get Gohan, or, sorry, gohan's white rice, but Chahan. Yeah. That's Shout what to you those. Know. yeah. Shout out to every Japanese restaurant that had to suffer with me getting like four cups of chahan. Why would
0: they suffer though? You're giving them more money.
1: I mean, no, but like I'm paying one cup of rice. I'm paying the amount of like the price of one cup of rice for like four cups of rice.
0: uh, Ah, you mean the undie stuff. Okay, got it, got it. (laughs) Fair enough. Okay, so, you know, we were talking about basketball and all these things. And what made you get into the sport? Like, what was the reason why you were like, you know, I, I like this. You yeah. Know I mean? Like, what, what was your experience with that?
1: Okay. So, growing up, I was actually exposed to basketball really early. At the really, really age, maybe like three or four. So, my dad is a former varsity player in La Salle. He played basketball from, I think, his whole school life. So, he played in grade school, high school, in Green Hills. And then in college, he was a... The uh, Green Archer, LaSalle, and he played for, I think, three, four years. And from there, like his love of the game really passed on to me when I was growing up. When I was growing up, maybe like five or six, they already gave me a basketball, and then we had this old hoop outside. Um, just good enough for maybe like, it's not the baby hoops that are made of toys. It's really like a big yeah. metal hoop. And yeah. I would go shooting there when I was growing up, and from there, grade six, grade seven, I'm sorry, six years old, seven years old, I was uh, exposed to it. I was being put into village leagues. I uh, was playing in these um, barangay leagues for kids, small basketers. At, at times, I didn't even want to go because I was I was really young and I was being put in these 10-year-old, 11-year-old teams and I was only seven. So it's hard for me to get playing time at that time. But, yeah, yeah, eventually, I just just kept on playing and practicing and training with my dad. At the same time, I think I was also playing baseball at that age in Southridge when I was still in Southridge. Um, But fast forward, I was transferred to Zubel, LaSalle Zobel, and was asked to, like, my dad told me, like, Jolo, why don't you try out the for basketball team? Uh, Go for the grade school team. And I was put in grade four. Uh, from there, been varsity my whole life since from um, grade four onwards to fourth year. I would be training every day under different coaches. From um, kids kids leagues where you can where it's strict. Actually, um, in my early years, you couldn't even get to play like a normal basketball game. You're only allowed to play like half the quarter, and then the coach decides whether you want to play the fourth quarter. So there was a lot of rules, but eventually when I got to like an um, older age, grade seven, the basketball rules were like how it is now. Now you can sub any time. So from there, I was put into the varsity um, high school all my life as well. And I trained for so long that I was blessed to be put in the UAP basketball team, Junior Archers. Uh, on my last year, that was uh, really, a, I guess, a one-and-done. Uh, I was blessed to be part of that team because I would say that's one of the best uh, players I've seen. And I got to train with, got to be teammates with. Um, like, for example, being Aljun Melesho, who's currently playing for Converge in PBA. Brent Pariso who's currently playing for Letran. And uh, former team captain of UP, Noah Webb. So, from there, I was exposed to really, like, a high level of basketball. And the training there was just crazy, man. Like, I was – I had to wake up at, like, 5 a.m. to reach out for 6 a.m. training. From 6 a.m. training, we would train until 8.30, 9 o'clock for the morning. And then after that, we have to train again at 5.30 until 8.30, maybe at the worst 9 o'clock. That's another three and a half hours. So, we, I guess we were training for basketball, like, six hours a day. At that time, but that whole, in my whole, in my senior life, that was my, kind of my, my life, my social life was a bit minimal compared to what I was doing in basketball. So I ended up playing basketball nonstop. And then eventually when I was graduating, when we, when I finished UAP, when I finished um, high school, I was, I decided that I kind of wanted to pursue other things. I wanted to focus already on my studies. So, I decided to play basketball. I decided to just uh, enter La Salle as a regular student. I decided to just play basketball leisurely and just want to play on my own pace, on my own fun. I don't really have to focus on practicing anymore, just enjoying the game itself. So, yeah, I guess that's how I really went from like how I got to grow up with basketball.
0: So, like, how would you describe yourself as a player? Like, because of course, there are some players we're in. They're very flashy. You know, like if we look at NBA examples, like there's, you know, your Dwayne Waits, your LeBrons. Uh, Then you have your players, like, for example, who are more fundamentals, I guess. So, you know, Tim Duncan. I'd even argue um, Paul Pierce is a kind of fundamental type player, not very flashy, very good at trash talking, but his moves weren't, you know, fantastic, right? So how would you, you know?
1: Okay, so... I think my best description would have to be, you actually mentioned it, um, Paul Pierce. Um, because other, I don't trash talk at all. Um, basketball teammates of mine in Pretty Huge, Zobel, Alabang, Alabang Hills. You guys have to defend me on this because I am not a trash talker. But when I was um, growing up, I was really one of the slower guys in basketball. Like. I would make my baskets just through, um, just off the ball movement, being, uh, being timing, just catching my my opponents off guard, and also my shooting. Uh, I would say that I'm a pretty good shooter. Uh, score is also okay on a good. Uh, if I'm like capable of attacking slashing the basket, I could if like the situation calls so. But more or more or less I'm really more of like a scorer that's not really um explosive I'm not I'm not the most athletic but I feel like I'm a good capable scorer uh with different types of means like you uh, taking advantage of screens uh positioning myself for a jump shot for uh, doing backdoor cuts or flare out cuts I'm not really gonna be the guy that's gonna outrun you I'm really slow actually in the game, but I am capable of positioning myself the best way possible to make some good baskets. So if you were to
0: describe yourself with a current NBA player, just for people who are listening, who aren't very too in the, I mean, I understand everything you said, but you know, some people may not. So
1: who modern player would you compare yourself to? (laughs) I would say Jason Tatum without the dribble and ball handling. Like, I'm not special in terms of, uh, like, if, you would, if you'd say, like, if you were going to be a super shooter, you want to be Steph Curry. If you want to be a athletic uh, freak of nature, you want to be um, John Barrett yeah. or something like that. Um, I would say that I'm all around, but I don't really, I'm a jack of all trades. I guess that would be the best description. <laughs>
0: okay. So we have some comments from Ken here. So he said that you beat Ben one-on-one one before. Is that true?
1: No, it's not. Ken, I don't know what you're talking about. No, I did not beat Ben Mbala. What are you talking about?
0: Because, man, if you did beat Ben Mbala, I'd be like, damn, dude, you should be in the PBA, right?
1: No, I did not. I I will say this. When you're against a big athletic guy, I'd rather not even try. It's all right, man. I'm going to yeah. just try to shoot over him. Yeah, but he's like, what, six, six right? Six 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 seven. 6'7". Oh, and you're 6'. Oh, I'm 5'11 five, I'm five, 11 and a 11. half. What can I do?
0: <laughs> I mean, okay, fair enough. So, okay. So, you know, we we're talking about basketball. And right now, who's who's your favorite team?
1: My favorite team is the Boston Celtics. Like ever since? or Ever since 2008. Big uh, three, Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce. Yeah. Ray Allen, I was a fan when Kevin Garnett transferred. I was because I was originally a fan of the Minnesota Timberwolves. I even know Lachos pretty well, Sam Cassell, these old names. But Malik Seeley. Malik Seeley, uh Sam Mitchell, <laughs> but even before he was a coach. Yeah. But eventually, when he transferred to um, the Boston Celtics, I became a fan. Like, I only started following them actually really late into the league season, like maybe the like middle of the season, because I was only 10 years old. I wasn't really sure how I was going to support them in basketball. But when he transferred and then I was watching these games, I would bump into them in our old TV and like, wow, Kevin Greenett looks so freaking good already in the Celtics. In the Celtics right now, they're winning. They were, they were the number one seed. They were one of the biggest turnarounds in NBA, NBA. history. And they're suddenly uh, the championship contenders, and then fast forward, they made it to the finals. Okay, this time I was very scared also, because in the playoffs I remember round one, round two, game sevens, all oh, around, shit. and I was Hawks so scared. Imagine the number Hawks and, and Cleveland. I was like, how right God, Cleveland he was number one. How are we in a game seven series against these guys? That was the one scary Look, one. You have, to give it,
0: you have to give credit to the Hawks, though. I mean, they had the uh, what do you guys They had a, a young Al Horford, a young Paul Millsap. Arguably, you could say Josh Childers is a great defender, but that's it, nothing oh, else. I know, but
1: like at the same time, come on, the talent of the Celtics was and pretty they had Mike Bibby, man, I mean, they had Mike Bibby, who was still somewhat okay. Somewhat, but like at this time we were, we had a a, th- a team, a big three that were all in their prime. I would say still all in their prime because that was early thirties, meaning they have the, uh, experience already of a long time player. They they still have their a good amount of youth. They didn't really get injured. They should be capable yeah. of dominating at least, but they gave three games, which kind of scared me a lot. And give I give it I give it to the Hawks. They're good. They're really spunky, but it's just that honestly, Celtics at that time were just too careless of themselves. Doc Rivers sometimes would just think that they can, the big three can bail them out, but it didn't. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Understandable
0: Cleveland, though.
1: Understandable second round. Come on, that's LeBron James. Yeah. LeBron James pre pre peak, which is scary. Um, You ever think that was a scary type of um, series, but? veteran uh experience kind of takes it all the way.
0: Yeah, I mean you had PJ Brown giving you ten minutes playing like an all-star, right? Not missing a single shot. Mm-mm. Then you had I Paul mean, Pierce and LeBron dueling it out. Like if LeBron makes a three, Pierce makes a three. <laughs> then that steal in half court when Paul Pierce called the timeout, we all knew it was mm-hmm. over by then.
1: No, like it's that's how good I mean that's how the Celtics should be. Like they should already like take over when it matters. And then um one thing that actually this kind of scared me. So after beating LeBron <laughs> I'm so beat beating LeBron, not the Cavaliers. <laughs> but the third round, <laughs> the third round, Detroit. It was yeah. the first time the Celtics lost at home court. I just looked at myself and like, is my team gonna lose?
0: No, but they won in six games, right? <laughs> they, won, they won in six
1: games. They won in six games, but they gave up one game. Which, which is home. okay. I mean,
0: I think they needed it, so they wouldn't do it in Los Angeles, right? I don't think in the finals against the 08 Lakers. I don't think they ever lost home court.
1: I, know, like, them,
0: I don't think. So. I don't think they did.
1: Kind of scary. It was just kind of scary that they they had to they lost the game in Detroit at home, and yeah. it was like early into the season a series. So of course, as someone who just saw that they're undefeated at home, that would be kind of scary. But eventually, yeah, they ended up playing well. They they beat Detroit. Like six, yeah, inches. six inches, yeah, very. I think a couple of dominating fashions at like that, and then Probably. after that, we got the finals. We got Lakers, Haiku Yujiyo. <laughs> um, to sad to say, Lakers lost because Andrew Bynum was also not there, but you know, oh, he Celtics was injured, by- he was injured, yeah, he was injured, but Celtics played really well. Same. And, and, and
0: um, to the Lakers, they, they had a solid bench at that time. It wasn't they, had like a they, solid, they had
1: a solid bench, but I felt like, as someone who, I'm already saying this as a Celtic fan, I would give it to the Lakers. If Andrew Bynum was there, I would say that Celtics may have won, but it would have been um, more of a, a a crazy series. Maybe game seven. But from there,
0: game six, though, not game seven.
1: Mm. So Bynum was immature. Bynum was immature, but I mean, if you check out his next year and his next next year, he suddenly played like a fringe all-star, the, uh, the third yeah. guy. But in he become same, an all-star, though? He became an all-star. He became he an that, all-star yeah. before he became crazy. <laughs> but in the in that series, you, you know already, like, game six? Kevin oh, yeah. Had, 32 points, just, I think. He just went crazy. Pierce consistently played well. Reality things. Yeah. And yeah, um from there, I was as soon as they won a the championship, I was like, okay, I'm gonna be a Celtic fan. Not just a Kevin net fan, I'll be a Celtic fan. You know,
0: I remember <laughs> in that um finals, uh game six, that's the only final series, if I'm not mistaken, where every player on the Celtic side who came in scored.
1: Mm-hmm. I remember hearing so bench roster, I still remember it would be Eddie House. Leon Poe. Leon Um, Poe, fucking classic. (laughs) Um, Tony Allen. Tony Allen. Glenn Davis. Glenn Davis. James Posey. Uh, hmm. Lots of other players. I can't remember anymore the Uh, third players.
0: No, you have That's guys like Scott Pollard, Brian Scalabrini. Ah, uh,
1: yeah, Scott Pollard and Brian Scalabrini, Of uh, course. Then you also and have
0: Gabe Pruitt. My goodness,
1: <laughs> Gabe Pruitt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we didn't even have we didn't have uh Rashid Wallace yet at that time. I think we got him. No, that up, was twenty ten. That
0: like, was twenty ten. Next
1: year, um, yeah. Then we had an. We still had a young Rajon Rondo. He wasn't gonna yeah. be. He wasn't gonna be all star yet. Sam Cassell was
0: the team. starting, if I'm not mistaken. Sam
1: Cassell? No, 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 no. Sam Cassell was starting. I think the
0: he starter. was. Yeah. Oh. I think he started. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Wow. I, or maybe there were just stretches in the season where they would switch it up. You know what I, mean? I think they would switch it up. I remember Rondo finishing. I remember because if he was starting, I would always know that he would finish the game. There was one game that he finished, I know, because he missed the buzzer meter. <laughs> just to remember.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But uh, but
0: yeah, Rondo was amazing. He was young. I think he was drafted by Phoenix. Then Boston traded for him, right? Yeah, yeah. So I want to ask you. So you know, you you decided that you know you're gonna stick with the Celtics. And here's the thing: like, I don't want to be mean, but there are a lot of NBA fans who like jump ship and stuff. Uh, what made you decide to be loyal to Boston until now? And sorry, while you're doing that, I'm just gonna fix something with my camera. So give me one second. But yeah, please sure. go ahead.
1: So I felt that as a NBA fan, you shouldn't really like change teams so much because you're um you wanna show that you're really part of the, the loyalty of the group, the team. And just to just switch jump jumping ship kinda defeats the purpose of being a fan. Like you just end up turning into like a I guess in a way bandwagoner or poser. So and other than just you know wanting to avoid being a poser or bandwagoner, you wanna just you gotta love how the Celtics has like, uh, fixed, uh, protected their legacy. They they started out in the 60s as one of the most dominating basketball teams ever with uh, Bill Russell, with uh, Bob Cousy. They continued their legacy straight, just completely winning, beating Will Chamberlain, uh, built it, beating um, what's his name? beating. Um, the likes of Elgin Baylor, and one more player that is um, Le- Jay J- J- West. They pretty they beat those guys, and then eventually, thinking that okay, just be, not, now that they don't have the Russell anymore, they thought, oh, the legacy is gonna kind of blow down. And then after that, they got they protected it. Larry Bird and Kevin McHale just another dynasty made from there there wasn't really a um, reason for me to leave because even they weren't really, they never really were mediocre or bad. Maybe before um, the big three era, they were pretty mediocre. But other than that, like especially in the modern times post 2008, they never really had a bad um, season. So I give, like, For example, so 2008 to maybe 2011-12, they were pretty set with the big three. They made the playoffs multiple times, two-time two final appearance, finals appearance in one championship. That's a pretty good um set, set of seasons right there. Middle of the season, you just got to Yeah, we had to go through a pretty sad time because we they just traded Kevin Green and Paul Pierce to the Brooklyn Nets, and they suddenly went into a... Different team, um, going with a very not so known core. We had to see, um, we had to see uh, who's this, um, Avery Bradley.
0: Oh, wow, I remember the
1: um, paired with Marcus Smart, Jared 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 Sullinger.
0: Oh, then who's that other guy?
1: Uh, (laughs) Jonas Erecbo.
0: Oh my God! Yeah, we That's had to go through on. those
1: times. I would say those are only dark times. And honestly, I stuck through with it. Yeah, I same. supported. I supported the Celtics at that time. Like Kevin Garnett was in Brooklyn, but same with Pierce. It's a new team. I don't know if I want to support it. I played it in two K, but in terms of in the Celtics, I said I still want to know what's happening to them. I still want to be aware of like how they are doing. And then I was happy when the Celtics got Isaiah Thomas and he suddenly turned into a crazy um, MVP uh, all-star candidate. and turned even to an MVP candidate. Yeah. And I was so happy that he played so well. And then, you know, that that historical season where uh, he, he beat the Wizards in seven games in round two. And yeah. then, unfortunately, got, unfortunately okay. he got clobbered. <laughs> against um, Cleveland.
0: But can I just say, though, um, as much as I love IT, because again, for me, he could have, I mean, I wanted him to win MVP. Who helped us beat the Wizards? For me, greatest hero, Kelly motherfucking Olenek. Like that guy just came. I'll never forget. (laughs) He scored like 27 points off the bench. And I'll never forget (laughs) this, you know, because we weren't winning by that much. We were winning by like three points, five points. It was not like a big lead, right? Then I remember mm-hmm. his last three points from the 27-point stat line. He shot a three. He walked a few steps forward with his hand like that. And the ball was still gonna go
1: in. They went went in, he ran back. I was like, shit, this guy is like possessed, you know. <laughs> that guy it was an unexpected um like asset. I no, one expected, no, no one, one
0: expected it. No one expected.
1: I mean, I actually saw this tweet, it was kind of funny. I don't remember who tweeted it, but he said. I like Celtics getting Kelly Olynyk. I feel like he's gonna be a good he's gonna be a good addition to the team. And when I was watching this season, uh, he's okay. Just a big uh undersized big man who can make threes. And then that playoff, that playoff run happened, and I'm like, all right, guess yeah. we got another gem right there. <laughs>
0: yeah, but you know, but now with the current Celtics, uh we lost in the finals last year against Golden State. Which obviously was obvious. I actually felt that Golden State was the favored one, not us. Mm-mm. So, okay. you know. But now I think we're playing really well. What do your What do you think are our chances of actually winning it all this year?
1: We have to win the championship. <laughs> we yeah. have to win the championship. the The lineup is set. Adding Malcolm Brogdon, we have good role players like Sam Hauser and um, Sam great. Hauser and Blake. But Blake's a trade stringer now. And yeah, we're gonna have exactly. Robert. We're gonna have Robert Williams in December. Um, no more excuses for the Celtics. I think it's time to win now, especially with how Tatum is playing. Tatum and Brown. Tatum Both is playing like a. Tatum is MVP playing candidate. like a, it's already MVP candidate now. Jalen Brown is playing like an All Star starter. You can yeah. fight me on this. On people can no, fight no, me on no, this no. all you want. Demar Derozan, sorry, your team's not winning right now. Zach Levine, team's not winning right now, too. Um, in terms of other guards, like Kyrie Irving, and, oh, sorry, you know how Kyrie Irving is. Was other guards, but, yeah. other shooting guards, right now, Jalen Brown's averaging 25 points a game together with another guy. Gotta give it to the guy. Like, these, yeah. this guy deserves a, not just an all-star nod, but an all-star starter. Um, yeah, like, even comparing it to Devin Booker, yeah, Devin Booker's better right now, but, Jalen's playing on a really good base right now. So, um, I think right now the Celtics just need to fix uh, just a couple of issues, which is just their… So, you can imagine them like an on switch. Sometimes they turn it off, sometimes they turn it on. But when they turn it off, it's too turned off. It's too shut down. My example would be the Chicago game. Chicago game, they were obviously really lackadaisical and they didn't play well. It caught them up for the first three quarters. They were even down by like 19 points. Fourth quarter, they tried to make a comeback, and they were just out of it, gone. Yeah. And then, like, I watched the also the Cleveland game, the first Cleveland game that they lost to. Another another reason they were they were up turned up all the way to the third quarter, and then the fourth quarter, they just said, "Let's leave these guys to fail on their own." They didn't. Donovan Mitchell played well. Evan Mobley played well, and Garland didn't even play that game. So I'm like, ah, another careless lose, another careless loss.
0: But yeah, you know, thinking about it, I mean, I'm a Celtic fan, obviously, uh, born and raised ever since. Uh, not to be biased, but I do feel that Boston is, should be one of the favorites this year, even more than because I again, Golden State right now, Father Time is catching up to Clay really badly. Um, I'd even argue Draymond also. Uh Father Time is catching up. It's only Steph, who at his age is still playing at an v- extremely high level. Then when you look at their bench, I mean James Wiseman's in the G League. I have no idea what's happening with him. I mean, I I was expecting a lot from that guy. He was drafted right after um was he drafted right after uh who's number
1: one that year? Um, um,
0: shucks. Because it was Zion and Ja. Then the next season that was James Wiseman, Right?
1: So it was after Zion. Okay. So it was Zion
0: and Ja. Eh. Um James Wiseman draft. Let's see who it was. Uh so you know, because he was the number two pick, right? And I remember the first pick being a guard because I don't remember because I don't think Golden State would have used the, the if they had the first pick, they would have used it on this guy. It was oh, Anthony Edwards. Okay. Right, yeah. Because it was ant, then Wiseman, then ball. Sorry, for some reason I always felt that Lamello Ball should have been the first pick, but
1: just a young it was just a uh, Well that's to say sadly that this oh yeah, Lam Lamello. This that job wasn't really as talented as like the past few. Like yeah. maybe Zion is really good. Anthony Edwards is he's good, but he's unfortunately in a shaky situation right now. Like he's I think gonna he's be good, but I feel that
0: he's super overrated.
1: I think it's because of the situation he's in. Like he has to play second fiddle, like should yeah, no choice. He has to play second fiddle to the towns, and then Gobert came in. He may be a defensive guy, but he's still an option. Yeah, D'Lo, who's also a prime scorer, should be. but he's not playing well So Who disappeared, um, by the way? Ever since he went to the disappeared. Missile, he completely he
0: disappeared. disappeared these yeah. last few sessions.
1: Like, it's, yeah, it's
0: anyway. kind of tough. No, it is. But then, you know, for me, when I was in that draft, that was the only time I said that teams would regret not drafting Lamelo, Because you imagine Lamello with the Wolves right now. I think he's what they need more than D'Lo or even Anthony. Or Lamelo with Golden f- State.
1: I feel like it's only because like Minnesota didn't make a proper roster. Um, First off, like, a two uh twin towers lineup doesn't yeah. work anymore. That is not the modern NBA right now. It's too slow. I think
0: it would work if Gobert was a better scorer.
1: If, if he was like maybe like if, okay, if he were, if he were to be a better scorer, he has to play like MB at least.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like I would believe that. Let's say because you know what Golden State ah oh, Golden State OKC is doing right. They have Chet and Poku. I believe that's gonna work
1: out um I just watched um so a couple of days ago I watched the Boston versus I'm uh, sorry not even a couple of days ago like last week or last last week Boston versus OKC um so unfortunately I I saw how Poku played he can't be a finisher because he was taken advantage of so yeah, uh, so example so again, be, that's why. yeah. an example sequence would be uh Marcus smart always wanted to switch against Poku so that he Mm -hmm. can outspeed him. So when he attacks the basket and brings Poku, Poku gets left behind. He either can make the basket or get another guy to commit to him. Because of that, leaves another open player. That was the weakness I saw when I was watching that game. They wanted to make sure that the core players weren't being guarded by, for example, Lou Dort, um, Josh Giddy. These guys are capable of defending. Poku is pretty slow right now. SGA is good, but like, he's. I don't know if you want SGA guarding like Tatum and Brown. Um, yeah, that's a more of like
0: a, He should just guard point guards or shooting guards. I think. For, I mean, for where he is right now, I can't imagine yeah. beating Tatum.
1: Exactly. So he's really a great offensive juggernaut, but I don't want to. I wouldn't say he'd be the right guy to defend the likes of Tatum and Brown. Yeah. So from there, I just that's when I got the feeling also that the big man game in the NBA right now is slowly shrinking. Like I think player teams would want instead like a six nine six ten um capable scorer, in the center, like or even other size like six eight. It's like if you look at the um big men nowadays, count how many you can only count how many are like capable MVP players that are like six ten and above. Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid. Um, Those two guys are like the biggest names already you can think of for a possible and like best bigs. But then after that, when you think about the other bigs already, what? You got Bama de Bayo. You got. um, Who's more like a
0: defensive of the year candidate than an MVP, right?
1: Exactly. Like Zion, who's still considered a power forward. Um, I mean, Katie's considered a power forward at times. Like these guys aren't. Even like they're really undersized, they're not anymore like how do you expect the big man, the the classic big man you'd imagine, like before, like Kevin Greenett, Tim Duncan, Chris Weber. These guys were tall, these guys were long, but now we got undersized. Like, if we, oh, another example, couple of examples that are undersized bigs that were that are good, like all star caliber. Um, John Collins, he uh, oh, but then he's
0: 6'10, though.
1: Is he 6'10? No, he's 10.
0: He's 6'10. He's not as short as you think. I was surprised as well.
1: Oh, he's six ten. I always thought he was a... oh, six eight, right? That... Oh, there six nine. So six oh, ten. So six nine. Joint. The, oh, I, I mean, joint. mean,
0: that's still pretty. That's not like a power forward size.
1: Mm-hmm. Then we got Miles Bridges.
0: Well, oh, that guy's like 60, that guy, I,
1: think. I think that guy is like six. Yeah, he's undersized as well. Like yeah, and six seven. He's six seven as a Power forward. You know who's so like pretty really short, by the way, Time Lord. Mm. Yes, Robert Williams is 6'7". seven. What, six, eight or something. Six seven, six eight, but his wingspan oh, yeah. is it's seven. Like seven it's something like a crazy seven four seven five. That's how crazy he is, and it's what his advantage is other than his um, length is his athleticism. That's why he's good. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, did you see like? All these other big men nowadays, like they're freaks of, I call them the unicorns or like the freaks of natures. Yanis, Anthony Davis, and now who's just been uh, added, Paulo Banquero. Mm. He's a unicorn. Mm. He's done
0: yeah, because I barely see him play.
1: If you watch him play, he is a crazy finisher. He's capable but, of creating for his team.
0: And he can but shoot. here's the thing, here's the thing about, okay, because he's in the top 76 players, right, of the NBA, Anthony Davis. I completely disagree with that just because if, let's say, if you compare to what he has achieved in his career versus, let's say, Dwight Howard, I would easily put Dwight over him. Like, if you just look at individual, like, what they have done. Anthony Davis has not won a single hardware. Yeah. Right? I, Dwight uh... Has three defensive player of the years. Yes. He brought his team to the finals. Okay, Davis never did that with the Pelicans. I don't think they even went to the second round. If I remember correctly, I could be wrong.
1: So I remember, I remember a lot of arguments about that. Like, lots of players were just left out of nowhere. Like, of course, Dwight, Clay, Tracy McGrady. But for me, um, Dwight's
0: like the biggest. Yeah. Like for me, Dwight, the no
1: matter how annoying Dwight can be. Just achievements alone. His achievements alone is pretty incredible. He was a rebounding leader and a multiple-time defensive player of the year. I only give it... Because I think maybe they gave weight because of his offensive capability. I'd say yes, Dwight is a capable... Is a great scorer before. I mean, he was averaging a double-double. But I think, like, they fell in love with how Anthony Davis is such an offensive juggernaut. And to be honest... He did have a good couple of playoff runs. Like, he didn't really... Yes, he doesn't have hardware. But if you'd seen how his team was, like, he had an injured Drew Holiday. He had DeMarcus Cousins. He had Omar uh, Omar Ashik for a while. Omar Ashik. Like, he had no choice but to, like, really carry his team. And, like, he was one of the few guys that would just... You'd say is the modern-day point forward. Like, you wouldn't see that anymore. Yeah, oh, but then,
0: um, no, I I, I kind of get what you're saying. But the thing is, like, if we're just, because here's the thing, top 76 players, right, of what they've achieved. So, sure, yeah, he had great playoffs. I mean, Drew Holiday was always injured. Eric Gordon was always injured. Um, I think even at one point, they had Al Farouk Aminu, who was also always injured. But the thing is, okay, like here. I have the list of career highlights and awards of Anthony Davis. NBA champion, eight-time All-Star, fine, All-Star MVP. That's his hardware, okay? Um, Four-time All-NBA first, two-time All-NBA first team defensive, two-time All-Defensive second, uh, three-time NBA blocks leader, um, all-rookie first team. That's it, right? Mm -hmm. For Dwight, NBA champion, eight-time All-Star, five-time All-NBA first, All-NBA second team one time, -time two-time All-NBA third, Three time NBA defensive player of the year, four time all defensive first, one time all defensive second, NBA all rookie first team, five time like what you mentioned, rebounding leader, two time NBA blocks leader. Like with that alone, I, I kinda get, you know, I felt that the people who voted were voting on potential, I guess, for Davis. Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe yes, I guess but- it because also unfortunately Dwight is recorded as a center. If you notice yeah. also in the in the top 75. Um, Davis was put as a power forward, Um, Dwight center, it's kind of hard for him to be put into that situation. Like you could see like how there was actually, there was so much majority guards also in that, in those uh, mentioning. So I think it would have been a harder, harder situation for him to get into. Um, Like, come on, you're competing against the likes of Shaq and Shaq, will. Oh, Bill but I don't also he voted by
0: position, though, because if we look at the top seventy six, because it is seventy six, right? Because there were there was a tie, it's not equal in terms mm-hmm. of position. So I don't
1: think it was really because of that, you know. I guess maybe yeah, the potential. Because uh, like example, if we're gonna argue, are gonna argue that that Dwight, um, couldn't should be. be. I yeah. sorry, I shouldn't. And Anthony Davis, um, maybe shouldn't have been. Then another example would be, like, Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard doesn't have a championship. He's, yeah, he's a multiple-time All-NBA. Multiple-time All-NBA player. He made it. Uh, But he uh, does have hardware, though. uh, All-NBA.
0: No, no. Rookie of the Year. He beat Anthony Davis. Oh, Rookie of the Year. So six-time All-Star, All-NBA uh, first team once, four-time second, one-time All-NBA third, rookie of the year. Actually, you know, I agree. Um, I think Dame is a good player, but he shouldn't even be there as well. But the thing That's is, my... I would argue that Clay Thompson doesn't deserve to be there as well.
1: Like, Clay Thompson, another big example. Like, I was trying to take weight because on uh, how they were ranking it. And I remember seeing I was actually surprised that Kyrie Irving didn't make it, but Lillard did. And then when I took a look when I took at their stats, when I look at their stats and the weight of their of their capabilities, they played pretty well for this all of his playoff runs. Yeah. He was the most efficient guy. Yeah. If you'd him on a percentage. How many times? If you'd say on a percentage, how many times he's how many times he's carried his team almost alone. Counted a lot. While Kyrie, he has a championship, he has all NBA nods, but in the playoffs, yeah, he had that amazing shot, but LeBron was still majority carrying the load. Like, uh, you have to give it to, like, they had to really take a look into the weight of their scoring capabilities. Or sorry, their offensive capabilities. That's why they were making it to the um, that's why they were making it to the, the top seventy six.
0: Yeah. So Chio, who's a huge AD fan, I remember says, "Remove Dame, not AD." Uh, anyway. I, <laughs>
1: um, wouldn't re- I wouldn't. I would I would I wouldn't remove anyone. Also, then, like, I
0: would, I would be
1: biased. And I'm sorry. I would. I would maybe try to remove some of the older players. Some of the older players, but that's I also hard. wouldn't remove. I also wouldn't remove the older players. They've achieved more than any of the young ones. I mean, I don't know. It's just, I guess we're always thinking about like the modern day. Like the game has evolved. If we're yeah, taking look at the like, these future, old players, the game would have never evolved because there would be no game. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I guess I'm not just like, like, I don't even know. I mean, majority of like my age we wouldn't know like who's Dave Deboucher, Dave Bing. I wouldn't know that. So. Or really... Bill Sharman.
0: Do you know who like, Bill
1: Sharman is? Exactly. Like, I don't know them. So wait, you don't know I Bill Sharman? I really followed the game on like strictly on a modern day. Just like so he's the guy who invented morning shoot arounds. Mm.
0: So if you ever so... did that in high school or grade school, you can thank Bill Sharman for
1: that. So if Bill Sharman never did that. We wouldn't see Larry Bird and Magic Johnson
0: doing that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'll give it to them then. (laughs) No, but I don't know, man. Like, you know, for me, I'm, you know, like what I mentioned, right? Celtics fan, born and raised. My grandfather was a huge Bill Russell fan. My parents were Larry Bird. Uh, I'm Paul Pierce. You know what I mean? I guess my future kids would be like a Jason Tatum probably because that guy's like, what, 25? I think you're the same age as Jason Tatum.
1: No, I'm one, I'm one year older.
0: He's 24. Oh, he's 24. Okay, yeah, but still. So <laughs> yeah, like, you know, I'm a I'm a huge into traditions when it comes to things like that. That's why like the top 50 perfect list for me. That's I'm glad that they all they voted for the top 50 to remain because there was no questionable person there in my in my in like in my opinion. Like a few guys didn't make it initially. Like Dominic Wilkins didn't make it to the top 50, which is fine. You know because he made it to the top 76, which he deserves. So I guess when you do top 100, for sure, Dwight's gonna be there, but I felt he should have been there top 75 over AD, you know.
1: Just a lot of honestly, there's a lot of like arguments to say. Honestly,
0: exactly.
1: the top 75. It's really such a tough situation no, for well, anyone AD, who had to you know,
0: make that sure. Clay deserves to be in the, in that list. I I, I never sorry. felt he did, though. Like Clay deserving, sorry, sorry. like Clay Thompson deserving to be in the top 76. I never felt he did. I think. Like That's I think argue, Derek Rose has a better shot than Clay, in my opinion. If we're gonna look at it that way,
1: um, I would say that Clay has a a good argument. Top seventy six, huh? Yeah, top seventy six. Honestly, because yeah? I feel like if you were to say best shooters, because uh, yeah, he may have been second fiddle to Steph Curry, but he averaged a crazy amount of points as well. He was averaging 20, 20 plus points a game. He was one of the most efficient scorers. He's also very clutch as well. Um, ranking that with other shooters, like I'm not saying that Clay is better than them. But Ray Allen, Reggie Miller, um, these guys are shooters. And they didn't really even like example. What if Ray Allen never made it went to the Celtics? He never made it, he never got a championship. Wouldn't you say that um that see, Clay Thompson is or would be better than him at that time, like he actually. He i argue,
0: but if you ask me, you no, know, I love Ray Allen, but I think he's one of those who barely made it.
1: Mm. See, like, it's like, those are examples, like, there's are guys that might not have made it, unlike a good situation. Like,
0: um, no, look at Reggie Miller, he never had a good situation.
1: Mm. But yeah, he made it. Another guy that I felt I deserved it. What guy I, I, that I got surprised? Go ahead. Reggie Miller. You're surprised he made it? No, no, no. I, no, I wasn't surprised. I wasn't surprised that he made it. But okay. another guy that I was surprised that didn't make it actually was Ben Wallace. As a actually,
0: I would diba? I would agree on that too. Yeah,
1: champion, one of the premier centers also in the early age on. time defensive diba?
0: player of the year.
1: diba Parang. That was one thing I was also wondering about. Like, how could they not include him? And then I just went back to it saying that some players don't have, they aren't going to be looked upon just in their defense. It'll all, they'll also look at what they're capable of doing in the offensive side as well.
0: I guess it's, yeah, but then, like, you know, I get the Ben Wallace thing, but Dwight was way more complete than Ben. Ben never made free throws, ever. At least Dwight kinda lost it with the Lakers, kinda regained it with the Houston Rockets, kinda lost it with Atlanta. Had that weird two seasons with the with the you know with the Hornets and with the Wizards. Mm-hmm. That, that was so weird. The Wizards Dwight that was the weirdest Dwight of all time. Like, what the that was
1: already that was the downfall. That was the downfall. That no, was the was
0: guy, he reinvented himself, went to the Lakers, gave helped them win a championship. Went to Philly. Went back to the Lakers. I'd argue that. He could still help a, a contender until now,
1: you know. So, I kind of wanted him for the Celtics, actually. I and actually I wanted him right for, the for Celtics a minimal too. contract
0: for a yeah. minimal he contract. Why like, not? It's a Blake, maybe Dwight, or I'd even argue Carmelo.
1: But that's the thing, yet yeah. I'm gonna go back with how big men are not anymore as looked upon in the height. Yeah, Boston's bench. Who's there? Other than Luke Cornette, who gets very minimal minutes. They would rather five. they would rather play an undersized five with Grant Williams playing at the five, Jason Tatum at the four. It's not really.
0: The no, H6 but then Dwight
1: would them. bring like rebounding. You know what I mean, Like would bring rebounding. But he would be a liability in man-to-man <laughs> defense. Not even just offense. He'll be a liability when he has to when he's gonna be put into pawn switches against. Oh, so then
0: he has to like stretch out.
1: He has to stretch out. And he's gonna overextend that one example of a guy that had that had to suffer through that was Robert Williams in the finals. Steph Curry wanted that one on one matchup with Robert Williams all the time. Robert Williams tends to sag off because he thinks his leg can just uh block anyone. Steph Curry just shoots over him. Yeah, it's not no, really no. gonna be a big man game anymore. Sorry,
0: no, you know, agreed. Agreed. I mean, everyone, I mean, even I, you know. I mean, I'm only six feet tall. I'm far from being a center in any capability. You know what I mean, but even I had to learn how to shoot from the outside. Mm-hmm. And we're in the Philippines, man. You know what I mean, we're not in the NBA, right? And even I had to learn how to shoot. You know what I mean? So, no, I agree. I agree. But yeah. So, but yeah, going back. Sorry, Chio, but AD doesn't deserve it for me. <laughs>
1: No more. No more.
0: <laughs> you know, people people joke me that I sound like Kendrick Perkins at times and I give my analysis of things. <laughs>
1: uh, uh, this is the problem with, the, with talking about basketball sometimes. Op- opinions left and right. or Arguments may come off.
0: <laughs> yeah. Wait, so let's let's go to another sport that we all love. I mean, I think all of us, maybe except for Mikey, are really into it. And let's talk about wrestling. So, you know, I'm I've always been super into WWE ever since I was a kid. Uh Hulk Hogan was my favorite. I mean, I was that I'm that old that I, you know, remember Hulk Hogan. But when you started watching, who was like the what era was this? The Attitude era? Or?
1: This is uh this is a funny thing. So Watching wrestling, I watched it in an early age because of my brothers, Chiyo and Mikey. They really made me watch really early. Yes. And like I think I was watching it, like, like um, not normally, but I would get excited to watch. When 2003-2004, I mm-hmm. think that was after the Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit Championship. Same year, um,
0: 2003.
1: Same year. So, I started, so I started watching there. And then going up, I would watch maybe about a couple of shows. I just try to follow it. When the internet was getting more accessible, I would check results of who won and stuff like that. And I would watch wrestling in such a, I guess in a religious standpoint already, like maybe on my, after the Nexus storyline wow, the nexus. <laughs> if wrestling if 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 wrestling fans are watching this um the nexus which was a, at first i thought it was an interesting storyline it I turned thought into it, was a, so. it turned into a disaster of a storyline because like they just decided to turn hey let's make John Cena into superman something like that um and plus
0: also like they wasted it because you know Wade Barrett for me should have been a world champion at one point i mean he had everything remember bad news barrett that was such a silly gimmick but he made it work so
1: fucking well i don't even think it was just i don't even think he would just have been like a contender or anything he should have been a champion yeah either be one like time, no, not even like maybe just even like as uh, some money in the bank winner or something like yeah you don't just win once and that's it yeah i mean he was yeah. he was perfect he had the height he had the athleticism but I think his problem was his injuries. I think... And the, like, if you notice, Exactly. If you notice, if he didn't, he didn't have lots of wrestling matches for a while. And then, like, when he came back, he would only have short stints and just tried to end it with the bull hammer elbow. Yeah. It was obviously because he was still hurting. They wanted to protect yeah. his injury, whatever it would be. So, I watched the Nexus and I watched it through those dark times. Fast forward already. You're not going to like this. I got hooked when the Summer of Punk happened. The Summer of what? The Summer of Punk. Sorry. CM well, Punk you here.
0: No, no, but here. Um, okay, to, to make it clear you know, between two of us. I like CM Punk. Don't get me wrong. When he was in WWE, even in TNA, I'd say I like Tep-C Punk. You know what I mean? Like, he's an excellent wrestler. He's going to be one of the greatest of all time. If there's a list of top 100 wrestlers of all time, he's obviously going to be there. If he's not there, that, that list is invalid. It's just that I don't like older punk with all the locker room Attitude. issues. That's my only thing. Yeah. Like In terms of like charisma. I mean, I remember when he had um, Luke Gallows and that girl. And they're doing the whole... Edge, straight
1: edge to side.
0: Exactly. He was perfect. He was excellent. But his problem was he became a cancer in the locker rooms. That's it. Like really I cool. like him as a wrestler. I think he's one of the best of all time. Nexus 2.0 was pretty good with punk. Mm-mm. the core with Wade Barrett, it was really Wade Barrett carrying that. That No, he was carrying that. Like It was all Wade Barrett. He was Barrett. carrying
1: it. He's Justin it. Gabriel and Heath Slater had no personality at that time. Ezekiel yeah, Jackson Heath, was wow, just...
0: Though, I have to give it to Heath now. Yeah. No, but yeah, no, but sorry, go, sorry, but yeah, please continue. Yeah, so, Summer of Punk...
1: Um, I was a big fan because of Punk already in ECW and then when Summer of Punk happened, I just yeah. got hooked. Like, he was the bad, he was the good guy that was being a bad guy. Yeah. like he was the one flaming the the authority and then he was also um still capable of insulting the crowd like he, oh man, the the pipe bomb promo was exactly yeah was the reason why he came great and people thought oh that's like a slowly him turning face to you no he insulted the crowd he yes. said like you're the guy you're the people that bother me when you want when you want me to sign your cup and and from there i was like i enjoyed this run I like this feud between him and Chris Jericho. Yeah, that was that was his WrestleMania moment. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. lamse nabai ng The Rock and uh, The Rock and John mm-hmm. Cena. I give it that 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 was a huge moneymaker. Both but, of them. Other than
0: that,
1: yeah. he, his heel run again was great, making Lasso the win, making Lasso championships against uh, I mean a bunch of guys John and Cena, then everyone, yeah. John Cena, and then he lost it to The Rock. Sorry, it's, of course, for the storyline as well. And then he got into a great great feud with The Undertaker, with The Urn. Yeah. What he did when he poured the sand. That was like peak heat work right there. And just from there, I was enjoying his running, my favorite wrestlers. And then when he left, I kind of felt, like it was really because the promises were not kept anymore.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, we know, Vince,
0: McMahon,
1: yeah. Vince said he'll promise him another run, but he had a staff infection, and like he was forced to just right back again. And he, I, I give it to him that he should, he should have quit. And he quit on his own time, and it was sadly during his wedding period. And admittedly, like I was sad that he didn't even want to sympathize anymore. And I understand already your angle now why you don't like him in the older because he became spoiled. Yeah. And I think, I only think he's being spoiled because of, um, because of the situation of him in the WWE. He feels like he deserves more already with what he went through. Which, in a way, is wrong. He shouldn't think that. He has to think of other guys who went through it. But at the same time, you can't blame him too hard for thinking that. Like, he risked his life. He, oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, for sorry for like uh, being kind of crude on this. He shot himself in a wrestling match, yeah, I remember that, yeah, like the one with Dean Ambrose, like he he went through a lot, and okay. right now, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, because I mean,
0: I agree with you with all of that, right? It's just that, um, what I don't like is so. You remember when he won the championship at AW? Then he started saying shit about the young bucks and Kenny Omega. The media scrum.
1: The media scrum. Yeah, I agree that? with that. I agree with but that. Why? He didn't deserve that. He didn't. He shouldn't have done that. That exactly. was the worst mistake. That's, that's the, you know,
0: like I, I disliked him a bit before because I felt that he was becoming a bit spoiled. But I understood that, like, because if he didn't do that, he would end up like William Regal, someone who deserved to be a world champion even just once in his career, but never got it because yeah. of broken promises. Yeah. but it's that part, it's a AEW punk who I really dislike.
1: Yeah. I have to admit that Media Scrum was just horrible. I don't know why he did it. I love Kenny Omega and I love yeah. the young bucks. Yeah, they're it all was so sad. They're all great wrestlers, and I was so disheartened when I saw him do that. And I knew it must have been him getting pissed at the creative outputs of those three. Like Punk was already turning into the lock, trying to be the locker room leader, but at the same time he should have respected these three guys' creative ability. He didn't, and I knew there was something wrong. And I think it didn't help that the other guy that was accompanying him, his best friend, to react something. I A- can't steel, remember. His name. A steel, sorry there. A-, A steel, he. Sh- I think he gave also the wrong info on CM Punk on like what to say. And we'll even at that that CM Punk messed up his comeback. I will only appreciate that MJF versus CM Punk match, second match, where he did his ROH entrance. That was I think one of my favorite moments. Yeah. And that's it. I'll keep yeah, it at that. Like, prompt. sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Punk, but you messed up. I love you, but you messed up your you messed up your comeback. Super. But about
0: MJF, though. I remember we were discussing this. I was saying that he should be the champion already and all of that. They gave it to him.
1: I, I was surprised. I'm surprised more that he wanted again as a heel. I thought they were finally gonna give him that,
0: that the baby yeah, face. It, the
1: baby because yeah, they were want they wanted him to be a baby face already. Like, you wanna be a star, fine, but you also have to learn to be a baby face. Cause the likes of Chris Jericho, the likes of, um, yeah, Gatsi and Punk, um, The Rock, they became great also as a face. And MGF being the peak douchebag, I don't know if it's gonna be a. I don't know if he's always going to be capable of being like a heel that everyone will hate. Like, the guy needs a chance to be a face to see how the crowd reacts.
0: Yeah. But I'm trying to remember can you think of a champion or a wrestler who became a world champion and was never a face? I mean, let's not include Jinder Mahal because, you know, he's that like a world champion. Kate Kali.
1: No, I'm yeah, sorry. Again, i Yeah, was- again. In the championship. Oh.
0: Uh, no, because like great kali and Jinder, these are like one-time champions. I think at least two-time, yeah, you know I mean. Uh, I think maybe the miz? I don't think he was ever a face when he was champion. No,
1: no, no. no. Always a heel, always a heel. Mm-hmm. Um, he was never a face, no. He was a face. He did become a face when he fought I think he fought Shane McMahon as a face. He fought oh, right. yeah. yeah that, that that's the dark times when I was watching freaking Shing.
0: That was that was a dark times. The Miz as Shane. a face is always dark times.
1: Anything Shane McMahon involved, I hate. Honestly, that guy should not touch the ring. And then yeah, that
0: worse than his dad, because at least his dad, to be fair, when when Vince McMahon became WWF champion, it made sense story wise. Mm-hmm. But Shane just gets involved, and you're like, what? <laughs> like, how does this make sense?
1: Exactly, I don't understand that stupid "best in the world" thing. Was so stupid. I he shouldn't it. have won that.
0: He, should he shouldn't not have, have won, won
1: that. that. It, should, it have should have been anyone else. else. Honestly, just anyone else, not him.
0: I um, would even say Mansoor should have won that.
1: Yeah, but well, that's I guess that's the niche fan base that would want a under underutilized guy to come in. Um, yeah, and plus that's his hometown. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. True. I mean,
0: there will mean, be a one, them. but it won't be like Shane McMahon week. Like,
1: what? They have to please the crowd, honestly. Like, yeah. unfortunately, um, oh, Shane McMahon was just bad. So, yeah. Oh, uh, going back. So eventually, I love, um, yeah. wrestling. Then I decided, let's explore. So, this is when I started to explore. At first. Um roh. Mm. So I got to understand the amazing red Eddie Kingston. Classic, classic um, amazing. Is this? I was watching old videos of El Henrico, aka Sami Zayn. Yeah. Um Kevin Kevin Owens before. And I was like, oh it's fun. There's lots of craziness. Then bam. That's how I was able to transition to new Japan Pro Wrestling. Mm-mm. New Japan Pro Wrestling. I got to understand why Kenny Omega was an amazing is an amazing wrestler. I got to understand why the Young Bucks are such a fun tag team. Yeah. And I got to under and when I finally understood why Japanese wrestlers are looked upon as favorites whenever they're fating the Genjis, you know, the American wrestlers. Yeah. I discovered Kazuchika Okada. And that guy became my top. Like I would say he rose up from like if I, like, I have my favorite wrestlers for, like um, CM Punk and before that was like Sina, was just Balor. All the way up there suddenly became Kazuchika Okada. That guy if those who don't know him basically he's like the body of The Rock mixed with Ric Flair capa- wrestling technicality with a bit of athleticism coming from Dean Ambrose. And then his speaking skills is as good as any star you would think of. That good. Because he's beaten he AJ Styles said that this guy can beat me. I'll give him the feud.
0: Yeah, no, because like actually um NJPW. Wait, that's the correct one, right? U Japan, yeah. right? They, yeah. yeah, no, that's where you really make I mean, that's because you know, like, for example, A W and W W E and arguably um Ring of Honor, it's really about you know the flair and all these things, but New Japan and I would even argue NWA. That's like classic wrestling, you know, where it's about technique. It's about you know what I mean, like the old schoolness of it all.
1: Hmm. But so, yeah, I think a and, lot
0: of wrestlers when they do the indie scene, they would rather go to New Japan.
1: Yeah, because they can do
0: spots. They
1: can do crazy stuff. They can do the acrobatics. They can do their crazy flips and tricks there and yeah that's true that's the best that's for me i'm biased with that i like that type of wrestling but they also like a mix of like technical wrestling as well like i love what i saw um eddie kingston wrestle um who's this when eddie kingston wrestled uh, tomohiro ishii those guys are brawlers they're bruisers legit yeah. when you hear them hit you can hear the impact all over the stadium. That's how hard hitting they can be. And then you can see these types of matches, like if you know Roderick Strong from NXT versus yeah. freaking, um, if you know, I don't think you'd know this guy. His name is Katsuyori Shibata. This guy is another technical wrestler who could also hit hard. But when you see these guys, you can see it's like imagine William Regal and Daniel Bryan wrestling with tech, with so much extra athleticism. Added,
0: yeah, no, that's that's what I like about wrestling nowadays. You know, there's so many options now because growing up, you know, like in the 90s, uh, early 2000s, it was only just WWE. You know, um, WTW was dead, New Japan was already there, NWA was already there, but it wasn't really as exposed. But now, everything's go- have you watched um, NWA recently, or have you ever watched NWA? Never,
1: I know. I know uh who's this Mark Aldis. Nick Aldis. I can't Nick Aldis is one of the best wrestlers. He's wrestled yes. in all in with for who's this? Against Cody Rhodes. Yeah. I remember that match. And I just saw it and he's like, he's a he's another capable bruiser that I'm pretty sure was not welcomed in the WWE because he obviously looked undersized.
0: I think um yeah, no, that's one thing. And I think that maybe, I think I'll uh, eventually see him in WWE. I really f- believe that they re- they'll realize their mistake. Because, you know, the Vince McMahon era, it was all about being tall and, you know, muscular, right? You don't, ha- you don't have to be good in the microphone or anything. You just have to be tall, muscular, and you're in. Ryback. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, the but to be right Ryback, you know, if Ryback had no, did Ryback have Paul Heyman? He didn't, right? He did. Yeah, he was in that stable with Michael
1: McGillicuddy.
0: No, <laughs> really Paul Heyman guys? It was, it was um,
1: Curtis Axel who was a Heyman guy. Oh, uh, yeah, Curtis Axel. No, yeah. no, Ryback was also a, a Paul Heyman guy. He was in the feud with CM Punk. Shit, and he still
0: sucked? <laughs> no, because look at Brock Lesnar. Okay, Brock Lesnar's not great in the microphone. He only became good when he became old.
1: Yeah, right. but you know, if you, you can't really save yourself, no matter how okay you are in the mic, but especially right back, if you hurt people, if you don't really, if you just know how to like try, like if you just try to hurt the wrestlers, you're not really gonna be good, you're not gonna be liked. And that guy like was Jax, not liked. right, he was hated, yeah, exactly. Daniel Jax, he was hated also. And look at him you know, now. He's... he's being better all over Twitter and Facebook.
0: <laughs> Where, where's he even now? Does he even still wrestle? I, I don't. Think no, he so. just
1: he just he's just busy being on better WWE in writing memes.
0: <laughs> no, but no, but anyway, um, yeah, I think Nick this will probably get to WWE eventually. I honestly feel that they will get him. But the reason I won't mention NWA is because they're kind of dying right now. I I'd say, uh, pre-pandemic they're doing so well. They had so many great wrestlers um, pre-pandemic. Cody Rhodes was there for a time and all of that. Um, but do you remember, um, do you remember, what's his name? Tyrus from WWE, the Funkasaurus? Oh. That uh, guy bro, with the bro mohawk? Uh,
1: uh, Brodus Clay.
0: Brodus Clay.
1: Brodus Clay. He's the NWA
0: world champion, man.
1: If Kuyetchia is still watching. Oh, uh, Brothers Clay was my go-to wrestler in WWE 2K.
0: No, 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 because he's strong in 2K, because he can't he can't <laughs> suplex the man.
1: It's like what 600 pounds? It's not the reason why was it because of that is wrestling capability. His finishing move is called a ah, funk it. And it just involves him cross. Crossbodying the opponent and squishing him on top. If you do that, you win. Yeah, because he's too fat. <laughs> he's just gonna run. Yeah. It is just so funny. Because, you have all your nice wrestling moves, all crazy special moves like a spear, clothesline, especially in a big guy. This Power guy bomb, literally, literally jumps on you. This guy literally just jumps on you, crossbody, and then just flattens your stomach goat, and you're done. He was, well,
0: my he, he, uh, oh. he was my go
1: to wrestler. He was my go to wrestler. And you can defend me on this. I won a lot of matches because of Brodus Clay. And every time I would do it, I would just shout out, ah, Funk it! Yeah! <laughs> so,
0: yeah, but going back, because, like, can you imagine the NWA, the World Championship, right? Had so many procedures, they announced Tyrus, a.k.a. Brodus Clay, who's champion. And yet his finishing maneuver is. The weakest looking choke slam of all time. Ugh. wait! That's I'm gonna send I'm you the I'm video doing. of him winning the title. Like when I saw, because like he beat um, who did he beat? He beat um Zach Ryder. So that's Matt Cardona, who's having like a renaissance right now in the Indies. I'm happy for him. Then he beat this other um XWw guy. Um, let's just type here. Tyrus wins NWA title. Okay. He beat Trevor Murdoch, okay, who also is having like a renaissance. Because like Trevor Murdoch, I felt was very underutilized in WWE because he wasn't good looking. He was fat. Uh, Yeah, I mean he wasn't really athletic. But you know, the old school wrestling of the 80s. Yeah. Very him. Okay, so I'm sending you the video of him winning the title. Okay, you can just skip forward to like the 17 uh 1720 mark. Okay. So I really want you to watch it and let me know what you think, okay? Because it's really bad, in my opinion. Like when I watched that match, I was so disappointed. Um, that's like how it ended and w- why Trevor Murdoch lost. Mm-hmm. Because you know yeah, how sometimes when people when they're when it's lazy writing, there's like a distraction, and the wrestler forgets I'm in a match for some reason. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just skip so to seven, the 17th seven, 17, 17, 20, 20, even just 20.
1: I see it.
0: Yeah, so Trevor Murdoch and Matt Cardona have like this mini rivalry. That's why, um, that's why he was so pissed with him. And just watch Tyrus win. Just watch him win.
1: <laughs> that has got to be one of the worst choke times I've ever seen.
0: You saw it, right? <laughs> like
1: you barely even lifted him. <laughs> I, I like I wanna remind that.
0: Please, and show it to Chio if you want. Like, my god.
1: I ben, don't know. Yeah, uh, Murdoch looks like he's not supposed to get hurt with that It doesn't lineup. look
0: hurt, right?
1: It doesn't look like it's supposed to hurt. Yeah. This is why I'm a bit critical, especially on like WWE wrestlers attempts, especially the big ones. They're yeah. not really trained. They're not really trained, like, like, either they're not trained well or they choose not to train to make these moves good. I will always, I'm going to defend you, Japan on this. There's one wrestler that is effectively capable of being a big man that can create a good wrestling match. His name is Bad Luck Fale, Bullet Club. Watch him against Kazuchika Okada. He got a four-star match. He was capable of being athletic, but also at the same time looking powerful, doing spine busters, double choke slams, suplexes properly. Maybe yeah. he was blessed to be with a great wrestler like Okada, but at the same time, he obviously pulled his lo- pulled his, like he put his weight work in for yeah, the match. Yeah. He put yeah. the work in.
0: No, like I agree with you because like during the dark times, right? Ryback, my goodness, um, the great Kali. I mean, look at Kane and the Big Show. They had really great matches when they were young. But of course, when they get older, they're gonna be slower and whatnot, right? But like, I don't think Ryback would ever have a good
1: match. Period. Exactly, and or imagine
0: they they tried to, like they tried to him. force
1: him. Imagine they tried to force Ryback into that heavyweight title picture. They almost made him lose, made him beat Cena and Punk.
0: Yeah. Like, can I just say? Um, I don't know if you're gonna agree with this, but you remember our truth when our truth was Ron the Truth Killings. He was amazing, right? And. In his first few years in WWE, he was like our truth but Ron the truth killings, not our truth the fun guy who he is now. Yeah,
1: the, the, he was the one that came fresh off, um, I think, TNA. TNA. Yeah, TNA, and yeah. I remember him being really good, actually, because I remember his finishing move was still... It wasn't even the lie detector yet where he does the spinning. Yeah, it was he something did, else. He it, it did like a... Ah! He did... He basically still did the scissors kick. yeah. And he was pretty good. I remember that. And I think I know what you're getting at where you mean how talented he was. I mean, he was a United States champion on the start. And the funny thing was this. He actually made an okay heel. Okay.
0: Against John Cena.
1: Against John Cena. 6.5 out of 10. And, you know, he made sense. Like, it was him already imagining the little jimmies of the world. But also... He did his heel work. He did his heat work well. He yeah. had a glass of water and like, he did that thing where he spilled the glass of soda on the guy. Like, like, that's good heat work right there. Yeah. And he did it well. Like I wouldn't imagine him being the heel in these types of matches because he doesn't really have an imposing look as a heel. Like, um, for example, you'd say of, of course Roman Reigns right now is the super is the best. Karen Cross, like these guys have a presence. He can't he may be the size of Chris Jericho, but he doesn't have the the heel charisma of Chris Jericho. Anymore. So I understand I wanna understand why our truth couldn't be pushed like that. But the good thing was from that little Jimmy persona, it transitioned him to become an even better person uh, comedy act
0: in the WWE eventually. But actually what I was gonna say was, and I don't know if you're gonna agree, but I thought he should have beaten John Cena for the title.
1: That would, Bash. I'll be honest with her. I don't. I would disagree because I don't think the crowd will appreciate him being a champion. I don't think they'll find it credible. Like, at that time, he wasn't really. He was a new heel, which makes it even more malabo for him to be a champion. He wasn't really. He wasn't. Except if you think of a major heel, you'll either think of him as someone who can easily. Um, who can easily win a match because he's so damn good like Lesnar who can easily cheat his way ma- cheat his way out of the match like Miz CM Punk and uh, sorry, uh, Carlito or just anything in particular like he doesn't match those two like he's can you ima- I, wouldn't, I can't really imagine him winning a match by just cheating because like, he doesn't really have anything going for him or like for example like um, Cody Rhodes before when he was intercontinental with that mask fit. Like, yeah, the
0: mask one. I yeah. can't
1: see him being a being the unstoppable heel or being the clever heel. Like, I guess the only guys I could see doing the clever heel shtick is really just gonna be like, for example, Miz right now, Austin Theory, Cody Rhodes before, um, who's just uh right now Zach NXT. right uh, now NXT. Uh, Cam- who's this? Uh, Cameron. Cameron Grimes, but he's a face no, no, now, though. No, no, not Cameron Grimes. Sorry, it's ah, uh, Melo, uh Carmelo. Ah, uh, Hayes, Carmelo Hayes. Hayes, Carmelo Hayes. Yeah, that guy. Um, those guys are the ones that are capable of being doing that shtick. But tooth doesn't speak to me that. I mean, maybe if he wanted in like a fatal four-way, or in like a six-way man, but I wouldn't find it believable for him to just beat John Cena because like the story was meant for him. And I think. Okay. Sorry,
0: go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, no, 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 Go ahead. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, I if he beats John Cena, who does he feud after? It could have been jo- Like how I
0: saw it was like um back in the day, yeah. Because you mentioned John Cena was like fucking Superman, right? At that time. Like, don't get me wrong, I still think that John Cena is one of the GOATs of wrestling, even if he only has like 20 moves at most, you know what I mean? But it's not really because of the wrestling it's because of the total package right and the things that he did outside of wrestling all of that and all of those things right it's just that you know at that time i felt that our truth should have won because one i mean this is how i see it right he had credibility because of his tna run that's one because i would watch tna because of our truth at that time right when he was around the truth kings i felt that if he made if they if he beat john Cena. It would have given him credibility as a heel because he wouldn't have been like a Lesnar, you know, imposing force. But you know those heels were in; they're just assholes.
1: Yeah, but I think that's the thing. Like that, he was established already in the WWE as just a mid-carder, and looking at the crowd reaction, he wasn't getting the the reaction that you would want in a major heel or major face. Um, I would say like an example who turned into like. Who at first started like small, you'd feel like he'd just be a mid-card at first, and then suddenly he went big. Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley mm-hmm. didn't win a major championship in the WWE for a long time. 17 years. Yeah. They put 17 years, they put him in the United States, they put him in the Intercontinental, w. ECW. And then after that, he went back into the Indies, yeah. Indies. And then like now. They decide, okay, now let's actually turn him into an imposing wrestler. That's when he became capable of being a WWE champion. For me, um, it, there still needs to be a certain presence about it. A certain, like, there's something that has to really stand out from you. My, for example, being like, actually, I thought this guy was going to be a champion. I didn't like it, but it was going to happen. I thought. But, you know, Vince McMahon left. Um, Austin Theory... I knew that I felt already. I thought, the Austin Theory. I thought so too. Yeah, I thought Austin Theory was already gonna be a champion, and then yeah. what happened?
0: Trips became in charge,
1: yeah, and then his push just went down the
0: so I like what Chips is doing to Austin Theory now.
1: Oh, um, I want to see more. I think it's a good start to a
0: turn, yeah, yeah. Event. No, right. I mean, I don't but, think he should be world champion yet. Maybe give him two to three more years. But yes, I can see yes. him as like United States, Intercontinental, Tag. I mean, everything else, but not yet that. But I like what he's doing. Because, you know, one thing I don't like about wrestling now is, you know those internet fans who just keeps crying automatically? Like, I'm gonna be honest, When he cashed and then he lost, I was like, what the hell is this? Is he be- being buried already? But I was like, Trips is doing a pretty good job. I don't think he's like Vince McMahon because if Vince McMahon did that, you know you're getting buried. There's no redemption here. You know, but what, what, what Trips is doing, like like what he's, I agree with you. I like what I'm seeing. Give him like the mid card titles first, build up his credibility. Maybe make him beat Cody Rhodes two to three years from now for exactly. one of those titles. They let him right? build up.
1: I the guy has potential. He's
0: super. Pe- he's,
1: he's douchey, which yeah. is gonna work eventually. And do, when those types of douchey wrestlers come in you can see that's how they develop already into the, the, the Rocks, to the, the yeah. Onion, to the Seth Rollins. So, he should give given a chance. The one thing I'm worried about now, actually, with the Triple H run is he's bringing all these new guys back, but they're stuck in limbo where they don't know what to do. My uh, one specific example for me right now was Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano, I was so happy he came back. He's also one of my favorite wrestlers. Top Johnny right? Wrestling, yeah. Johnny Wrestling, but now... He's currently being put into losing singles matches constantly. He's lost to Austin Theory. He's lost to almost recently. I'm thinking this is not a good sign. He's not being put into any title picture.
0: I think um, what's going to happen, I could be wrong though. I could really be wrong. But his wife is there, Candice LeRae. And remember, he, Austin Theory, Candice, and Andy Hartwell had that, what was their group called? The The Way. The Way, right. I have this feeling, minus Austin Theory, replace him with Dexter Loomis, I think the way is going to come back. I think that's why they're making him lose. Candice lost in her second or third match, right? Because Indy Hartwell's been winning in NXT. So I think somewhat, and Dexter Loomis is here, right? So who's left? Just Indy. So I think when The Miz eventually loses to Dexter and Dexter gets his contract, they're going to have Indy Hartwell help out because, of course, Maurice is going to be there. Then Andy's gonna come out, beat the shit out of her, and I think the way's gonna come back because right now it's very stable heavy, right? Yeah. You have um, Escobar. You have, um, What's
1: stable? Uh, you have Legado del Fantasma. Yeah, then you, you have got, um, Hurt, uh Hit Row. Hurt Hit Row. Hit Row. You have the Viking, Viking Raiders, Raiders again. Man, Sarah yeah. Logan, like. There's lots of. I love the stables, but I've. Feel like they should find a way to balance the brands already. I yeah, like the
0: championships pe- should be separate already.
1: People might not agree with me on this, but I feel like they should make a third brand. I think, oh, what? Sorry, a third brand. I think, Lang, I don't like think they can, can afford it because right now, or so maybe because right now they have all these talent, but I think they're already having a problem fitting everyone together. Yeah, they're gonna that's not gonna be a that's. That looks. It seems like a good problem, but it's not, because it's others not will not be pushed. My example being Ricochet and Mustafa Ali. Mad B- Cap B- B- and Madcap Moss. Kair Cross right now isn't even in the title picture right now. Again, not
0: yet. Not yet. Not
1: yet. But he's out right now. Um, you have. Uh, who's this? You have other guys from NXT that are soon to be coming up. Oh. Roderick Strong has been rumored to be going up very soon. They like to the Carmelo brothers. Hayes,
0: supposedly.
1: Carmelo Hayes, for sure, future United States champion. That's the thing, though. How are you going to fit them when they're coming back? right?
0: Yeah. So I think, um, so you mean a fourth one? Because it's NXT, Raw, and SmackDown. Yeah. I think they should yeah. be a fourth show.
1: I think no, just know, that's the truth.
0: And I think another problem now is the women's division is amazing, which I think is great. But they need like an intercontinental championship
1: for the women's
0: title, yeah. I don't know what they're gonna call it, I have no idea. I'm not a creative person, but for me, there should be at least one mid-card title.
1: Just don't call it the Divas Championship. Just Just remember
0: that those Divas Championship and Women's Championship, right? I Um,
1: don't want to see a feud between Kelly Kelly and Maurice, and then Maurice just DTT's Kelly Kelly out of nowhere. I'm done with that. Oh, but we want wrestling. Oh we yeah, want I love Kelly Kelly though. I know. <laughs> up,
0: really. Yeah, man. <laughs> but we or want wrestling. wrestling. No, we want yeah. legit like wrestling. But yeah, I think that's what they're planning with Johnny Gargano. Like make him lose Candice or Let's Have the Way again, which was a fun faction, a fun stable. The one I'm worried about the most, like what you said, Ricochet, Mustafa Ali, uh um, Madcap Moss. But I'm really worried about let's say guys like Dolph Ziggler. Okay, and this this is going to be this is going to sound super strange but I want Dolph Ziggler to be at least a one-time WWE champion. He is. He was. No, heavyweight.
1: heavyweight. Not not championship. I'll give it I'll give it a couple of years. I'll give it maybe two or three. He can. I think he can too. Just like once. Just so he would be a Grand Slam
0: champion. Like a legit. Just for me, he deserves it.
1: I like the feud actually between him and Austin Theory and he won the feud. I liked yeah. it because he deserved he deserved that message that these young guys don't deserve it while I went through hell just to get a yeah. quick run. So respect right. what I did. And yeah. I like it. I like the I like the angle. Because I think
0: Dolph won all the titles except for the WWE Championship. I think he's been a United States. I think he's been intercontinental. He did win a tag title, I think, with um Drew McIntyre.
1: A lot. I he actually and, and Biggie he won, Langston. He Biggie. Yeah, yeah. He had yeah. a really good, he had a good, he has a good career. Definitely should be sure.
0: Easily. He, The Miz, obviously. Another guy who I wish would come back. But again, so you know how there are these older guys who comes back, gets like one last run, then retires. Yeah you know what I mean? John Morrison
1: for me. I wanted John Morrison, but Vince McMahon completely destroyed his run. Right. It's done. He it's ruined fun. it already. He made him miss his assistant. Worst decision I've ever seen. The guy, yeah. Uh Johnny Mundo, his runs in wrestling, Johnny, and, Impact. And Johnny Impact, his runs outside were amazing. And then suddenly just Maybe crashed the right there.
0: Because like you know how Trips fixed that situation? Because I think Champa was gonna end up becoming another Miz Assistant. But Trips fixed it in such a way that they became friends, not like a, an assistant assistant thing, like me, like a legit mentor, not like a butler yeah. like John Morrison. That's another guy who should be world champion, but just
1: get keeps getting injured. Champa? Yeah, he's injured again. Oh I I will um, I think it's okay. Sadly, of course it's not a good thing to get injured. But this gives him time to repackage himself again. Correct. They need him yeah. to turn into they need to bring back badass champa.
0: The NXT Champa. The NXT Champa. The,
1: the, the first. Yeah, the LA Knight thing was great. Um, I'm iffy with him being the club, the punching bag to Bray Wyatt.
0: Yeah, I didn't but, like that. I didn't like that decision.
1: I don't think he's gonna I don't think he's the right punching bag. Yeah. Maybe unless in the storyline. He does a lot of great heel work that just causes um, Wyatt to to completely get crazy that I'll be okay with. But if he's just going to be some guy complaining and then he doesn't do anything significant, I'm not going to be happy with it.
0: Yeah, because LA Knight's... I mean, when he was Eli Drake in TNA, he was an amazing champion. He's a great talker. For me, he's one of the best talkers right now. He's really good. Right? Dummy! Yeah! You know, I, 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 can I just say like when he was Max Dupree, I was so pissed. Like I'm sorry. Like Same. um when Same. Vince McMahon decided to change everyone's names. Okay, Gunther is not too bad. Walter was way better, but Gunther wasn't too bad. But from fucking Pete Doon to Butch. Dude, Pete Doon is such like a world champion name. Pete That's Doon good. then
1: Butch? Really? Right? <laughs> there's there's a list, man. There's a list. He dropped riddle. He dropped Matt Riddle to just riddle. He dropped Matt theory, he, to theory. Just theory. That's so stupid. He turned um uh, who's this? God, there's a lot. Like, Tommaso Champa
0: Ciampa to Champa.
1: Just Champa. I mean, what's uh. next? That's what I was worried I was worried about with wrestling at that time. It was like all these guys having these dumb wrestling Names already coming in back and forth. Like, come on. Let them have their first names. Let them have their no. names. names. Their yeah, normal names. Their normal names. Walter would have worked. Like, I mean, well, Gunther, fine. Bad, but when Walter... Is... Gunther's not too bad. But when you think about Walter and how good he is also in the independent team.
0: Yeah. People say we were like, Walter...
1: Yeah, I mean, Gunther could work also. But that was... Walter in his matches were crazy. Shout out to Cholo Mugsino, he knows about this. Um, uh, he showed me these hard hitting matches between Walter and the videos of him hitting his opponent, and then you could see the slap mark
0: the red, yeah, oh.
1: it's just
0: red as ugh, oh, that's that's, like, did, you watch, did you watch Clash at the Castle, Seamus versus Gunther?
1: A very right. deserving five star match, right? Very right. deserving, I told you, right? I've that was the first time I think I've seen a WWE wrestler, not not NXT, a WWE, to get a five star. Like yeah, in a long. And time. from all, you from all the people to get it, I would have thought it would have been maybe someone like um, Drew McIntyre, AJ Styles. Oh, sorry, not even but, the AJ but Styles. Then, but the didn't Cody Rhodes versus Seth get a five star? I think it did. He did. It did. <laughs> but like talent wise, I think deserving. But she was it's just known to be a safe worker. He's not that tall. He's not athletic, but he does good locker the, room, guy, though. The good locker room presence, and he does great um, care in the yeah. ring. And then you suddenly see this guy get a five star match because of just brute strength and display. Like, like That's just crazy. carnage. Just Your carnage. On carnage. And, and Walter just worked with it. Like, they just said, hey, man, let's look like it's kill each other. In in the words of Big E Langston in Stream Up, Up, Down, Down, Big Meanie Man slapping me. That's what you want to see. Yeah, but, right?
0: I mean, well, no, like, Jenny, I think Trips right now is doing a good job. Let's just see what. I, I get your problem about the whole too much talent, too little shows. Maybe they should have a fourth show, but. I don't know because, like, guys like Jinder Mahal, I think should still have a place. Honestly, I mean, he's just a Uh, bit carded for now. You know what I mean? Like, I would want him to win the United States, be another Grand Slam champion. I think he deserves it as well. You know what I mean? But not, not WWE champion anymore. He he had his time. He he was okay.
1: Yeah, they just need to find a way to fit some personal feuds in, like. Um, sorry. Personal feuds and comedy feuds. Like, yeah. you got your Miz, Dexter Lewis, Johnny Gargano, which is turning into a comedy feud. Which is fine. Way. Which, which is, is fine, fine, actually. Yeah. Then, you have your personal feuds right now with, sadly, it's the one with Seth Rollins. I don't like, I feel like it should be a championship feud, not a personal feud, but he's feuding now with Bobby Lashley. And also and a bit of Actually, Ali it is a championship
0: though. Because they're going to um, go um Survivor, Survivor Series.
1: Uh I need. I feel like yeah, it, there should be a, a little bit of like a separation, cause like there has to be a. There, I think, you know how those. There's always these personal feuds that would always be great to see. Like, don't like,
0: each other, yeah.
1: like they just don't like each other. They want to kill each other, and like there's no title on the line for it. Um, Lester and um, Goldberg. Lester Goldberg, and then before that, in this is old time for me. Like, I guess the one with Triple H and HBK. Sorry, yeah. yeah, Triple H HBK or John Cena Rock before that. Um, who's this uh pa- oh, um lot. There's yeah, a lot th- those types of feuds, those I just those are the feuds the that they have. there exactly. They don't need a title, they don't need a Edge versus AJ Styles. There. That was just a personal feud, no championship involved. They need to bring those types of feuds so that there's weight. When you feel like one guy wins, you can transition that guy to a championship feud. Yeah. Those types of things. Another example that I'm excited for because I feel like it's coming soon Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens.
0: But I would argue that it would be, I think, because they can go two ways with that. It's either Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus the Bloodline.
1: I'm okay with any of those. I love them as a tag team versus, especially against the Usos. that would be a great feud. Yeah. But I feel like um, they need to settle one more match properly and with a great type of heat. Because I like before it was Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn was the face. NXT they, but, days. Yeah. Not even NXT days. That was actually in a main in a main pay per view feud. I think it was Battlegrounds. Like, they had a few.
0: What, what year was that? I can't remember. Um,
1: it was a great match. I think it was a four-star. Sami Zayn. Oh, yeah. It's Kevin Owens won. Oh. Um, no. This one? The funny thing was, Sami Zayn won. 2016. Sami Zayn won a few. He won with a Heluva kick.
0: Wow. Okay. A
1: great, great. I think for me, it was actually a great way to end the feud at that time because finally Sami Zayn was looking good but I was just also surprised that they actually did it but yeah um, they should try to do it one more time for for me. I feel like it's going to be a nice feud and then maybe if they have a good match Zayn turns face and then they can yeah. do the match against the Usos
0: Actually with that one um can I just say, Sami Zayn right now is like the bloodline of the bloodline. Can I just say, like he is comedy gold, especially with the uh, Jay's not re- feeling very oozy. oozy. Like that one, I was like, you know, Roman Reigns broke character.
1: Jay was breaking character. Like, there's I no mean, tomorrow. Everyone I don't know. If you saw it. the scene. If you know, you saw the scene in the, in the WWE backstage, like. He was well, talking well, about it, like you guys are feeling Usi. Like he's obviously feeding with Jay Uso, but then Jay Uso has to go like this in the middle of the because he enough. knows he's gonna break like, out When they're in the middle
0: of the ring, so because Jay said I don't give like a damn what the tribal chief says, so they were like that. Then Sammy was here saying um Usi. Then Jay was just like, then I think he wanted to leave because he was going to laugh like crazy. Then Roman's like, No, you stay here. <laughs>
1: Man, but Sally Zayn deserves that. It was a a great way to make sure that the stable doesn't look stale. Because even though legacy-wise they're good, um there has to be some personality. Reigns can't show too much personality because he's an unbeatable champion. He's the head of the table. He shouldn't show any emotion or show any weakness. He should be as stoic and as dominant as possible.
0: Yeah.
1: The Usos are good, are great performers, great wrestlers. They can talk, but they can't afford to look too um what do you call this? Like funny. Or yeah. as they have credibility again in their championship. They don't look as intimidating. Then and Soto solo. Sikoa is a great addition as well as their extra muscle.
0: Yeah, he's just there to beat people up. That's
1: it. He's just there to beat people up. He's just there to look credible as the backup guy, and then Zayn is there to provide the talking, the personality, the life of the table itself. Yeah, it works. It works.
0: You know, I, actually, there's a lot of like um, opinions in the internet that it should be Sami Zayn who beats Roman Reigns.
1: And I'd argue that that could be a possibility. I wouldn't be upset. It could be a possibility. Not Roman. I wouldn't let him win, but I'd let him have a nice... I, Okay, I'd want him to see a good... A, not even a good feud, but like a good match where he showed something. Example being like how Finn Balor lost against Brock Lesnar. Something like that. He doesn't have to win. Like Sami Zayn doesn't need the championship to be significant. He's obviously a legendary. If I were to give him a championship, it would be because of a money-in-the-bank win but not because uh, he's going to beat David and Goliath type of setup. Someone okay. has it has to be someone else. It has to be Cody, Cody Rhodes, Rhodes or something. Cody Rhodes. I thought yeah, it was going to be Drew McIntyre, but someone like Zayn just show him life. Just show him that he's he's a capable guy. But you know
0: for me like I really hope they separate the championships already. Yes. I really hope they do. I mean right now I get why they can not because you know if they do that then they're just going to lose credibility as like a company. You know, they have mm-hmm. to live with the sins of the past administration. Like, I never really like the fact that they put it together. Like, you know, I would have wanted, like, a nice match of, like, right, right let's say the Universal Champion, Roman Reigns, versus, let's say, Bobby Lashley, not for the like titles, exactly. just because they Survivor each other. Series. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, say, United States versus Intercontinental, the, the SmackDown Tag Champions versus the Raw Tag Champions. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, the classic Survivor Series. So I hope they separate that, because I kind of want Karrion Cross to be a champion soon, exactly. so...
1: I hate that. I also, I hate every time they unify a championship. They doesn't, it, they doesn't, doesn't need it anymore. You end up, you end up wasting the exclusivity of the title where That's you correct. can make this title just stay and be when significant in on one side and the other That's side. Correct, yeah. If When you unify them, you're forced to just focus on this one persona. You lack, you lose a lot of storylines.
0: Yeah. Because right now, the, the most significant title in each one is the Intercontinental United States, which are mid-card titles, mm-hmm. right? So I really hope they separate it. And when they do, I hope it's going to be like Cody Rhodes, then maybe Cody Rhodes, Drew McIntyre, or maybe Cody Rhodes and I'd argue Karrion Cross, you know, because I think he has everything going for him. He does have a feud now. It's going to be Madcap Moss with Emma, who's a real life couple, and Scarlett and Karrion Cross. So let's see where that goes.
1: Cody versus Bray. Sounds like something interesting. That would be interesting. To
0: me. Well, Bo Dallas is coming back, supposedly, right? I think he's Uncle
1: Howdy. Oh, uh, I don't know. We'll I I'm okay with him coming back, but as long as they can fit him into a feud, why not? But
0: but I think they're gonna put know. them together because right, Bray has like a family now.
1: Yeah, they're gonna set up a stable again. Yeah, I
0: think both will be there. The the rumors it's going to be not Alexa Bliss but um Liv Morgan. I work. think she I would mean, be a good addition. Yeah, yeah.
1: As long as they can make them all look significant. But Correct. they have to be careful not to get hit with the AEW syndrome as well, of having too much stables stables. Because AEW I like, is too much. I love this. I love the stables too, but they just have to make sure that they fit it well.
0: Um Correct.
1: So say, for example in AEW right now, it's a good thing yeah, they separated, they just broke apart black the Blackpool Combat Club. They're they're focusing already on just heal stables. The elite just came back, so they can take the spotlight first. Yeah. Um there's a also good balance. Also Black is back. Um the lo- the the funk call is the call is the stable of Jungle Boy is gone. Um as long as they can find a balance, like how AEW is already dropping some, then WW will be fine.
0: Yeah, I think they will eventually. I think they will. They're just seeing, I guess, which one is worth keeping, which one they should separate. Uh because like Alpha Academy, I think, should stay. I think they're great. I love them. I At first, I doubted that it would work, but they're amazing. Like, Chad Gable, great guy. Very underrated, in my opinion.
1: That guy deserves to be... That guy, I thought that guy would also be capable of being a, I would call this, a single wrestler also. Yeah, yeah but, like a again, yeah. but again, the Vince McMahon curse happened, and he is now Shorty G. He's oh. forever remembered as Shorty G.
0: No, but to be fair, I think a lot of people forgot about him being Shorty G. Because yeah, of how good he mean, is now. With a shush.
1: That one's saved. That was saved. But again, that's a title run. That's a tag title run. Yeah. He I think a a good intercontinental United States run. Come on. They said yeah, he was the next coming of Kurt Angle. He is. I honestly believe that. Like, you know,
0: when he and um what was his name? This the fake son of Kurt Angle. Jason
1: uh, S- Jordan. uh Jordan. Oh, Jason Jordan? What was that oh sorry, Jason Jordan. Was uh Chad Beeble and Jason
0: Jordan. Jason Jordan. I only Jason thought Jordan. they were the next coming of the world's greatest tag team. Mm. Could have you been. Know, can, could have been.
1: It but, could have been. Yeah, but Jason Jordan got hurt. Inured. And also, he was pushed in the stupidest way possible.
0: Son of Kurt Angle.
1: Son of Great Angle. And then suddenly he tried to be forced as a face.
0: What were they thinking? What were they thinking? <laughs> <laughs> Man. but i'm so right. happy he's there triple h has not made a bad decision yet i mean like a bad decision that will like destroy the company so far he hasn't made one yet
1: i'm in nxt nxt i'm kind of worried they brought back original there's another guy his have scripts scripts i saw that no, no no but i'm okay
0: with that i'm okay with that so far like Give him that. That's like one mistake out of how many be- good decisions, right? And we don't so. know. Maybe Reggie might make it work. If you see the look, man, I, I saw don't... it, man. I watched the match. I w- I-, I loved athleticism. No, it's just. Like... <laughs> Oh, no, man. But no, again, I'm not yet worried. I mean, the fact that they were able to make Mandy Rose the badass that she is. Remember when she was with Dana Brooke and she was like wasting her life?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And now she's the badass, right?
1: She Shotzi sets up now. to be a big fan.
0: Yeah, then Shotzi Blackheart, who's now just Shots. I hope they give back her last name. Um, I think they, they made the right creative decisions with her now, bring back the tank and all that. So let, let's just see. Let's just see. Maybe scripts will work.
1: We'll see. Hope so. We'll see. Um, I mean, people didn't think Kane would work. Remember that?
0: Mm. But, I,
1: mean, I, I, just, know. I just need to see them make sure that they take care of Braun Breaker also.
0: Oh, yeah. Dude, because that guy's like the next world champion, honestly. Yeah. Like when he he's gets set up. up to win.
1: He's crazy talented. He he, did, he can be. He's just a bit undersized, but a couple no, just, of refining of his moves. Talker. He's
0: a good talker also.
1: Entertaining.
0: Entertaining. Yeah. Did you watch that match between him, McDonough, and what's he? That like Russian guy, Ilya Dragunov. Yeah, that Dragunov guy for me, future like intercontinental champion.
1: That's a tough situation for Ilya because he's he's not a great English pro promo guy, so it might not be a good response when he gets it from the crowd. He could work, but I don't know if he can work as an intercontinental guy because Walter. Walter has the the foreign look that's big. You can say, ah, he's a, he's he's the onion. What do you call that? He's the bad guy in Rocky. Yeah, yeah. But Ilya Ilia he's undersized. You want to cheer for him, but at the same time, like that's how he sounds, kind of weird, like that. Well, let's see. You know, a
0: few more years in NXT. I mean, I don't want him to be called up immediately. Like I want him to be NXT for like two to three more years. Yeah, you mean know, give him. <laughs> Because like Braun Breaker when he started wasn't that great, right? Then you know he got his confidence, his groove, and all of those things.
1: Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, all these kinds of things. Yeah,
0: die Jack is back, finally. Thank you, Lord. He's not anymore. T bar, T bar. retribution. They wasted it. They really wasted it. They fucking wasted it. Mia Yim. I don't even know what her name was in. Re- what were their names in retribution? My goodness, they had stupid bar. Ass-
1: Mace, Mace. Uh, and Slapjack.
0: Oh, man. Slapjack. <laughs> so, like, you know, you really wasted it. Vince McMahon. Okay. So Mustafa, Mustafa Ali was the leader, which was a great, like, you know what I mean?
1: Reveal at first. At first. At first. first. At first. Then you have Mace, Slapjack.
0: So Slapjack, then T-Bar. Who the hell's... Mia Yin. Yes, her there... name. Re- Is it reckoning. reckoning? Reckoning, yeah. It's Reckoning. <laughs> the girl, Mer- Mercedes Martinez, who's back in NXT, I think. Oh, no, she's with the No, A- no, w- no, she's, no, she's AEW. W- C- w- she's the
1: ROH Women's Championship,
0: I think. Yeah, so thank God. At least she's back to being Mercedes Martinez. What's retaliation?
1: What the fuck was this?
0: What were they thinking? <laughs> see,
1: see why I'm very critical about the WWE at times? Vince McMahon era. Mitzvahman era, like, you know why I, I was just like, <laughs> was I was just saying, like, so I was just saying that, please, I, I want to go back to my AEW matches. Because during those times when it was dark, imagine how fun it was for me as an AEW fan watching Daniel Bryan CM Punk, and then you have Kenny Omega getting to be the main championship feud. Um you Hang got, Hang uh, just with you guys. Hangman Page was great. Hangman Page, um, Who's this but I think Adam Cole
0: should go back to WWE. Uh,
1: I'm sorry for Adam Cole fans out there, but there's not—it's not looking good with this pro- concussion protocol. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He his he, he injury is so bad. I feel his so injury that was pretty bad. He's not—he's not—it's yeah. sad that not recovering well.
0: Well, let's hope. I mean, you know, let's just hope he does. Uh, that was crazy. You know, he could end up like Edge. You know, um, maybe not wrestle for a while, then be okay. Recovery period. Recover. Because yeah, actually, yeah, this
1: yeah. is the funny thing. Was this one guy that I was excited at first because of the new NXT feud? I was really supporting Was Kyle O'Reilly? I wanted Kyle O'Reilly to get a, a good push in NXT, like not even like yeah. a championship win. Just like make him the main guy because he won the feud against Cole. and I thought yeah. time for him to be the champion. Well, like and
0: look I, at Solo Sikoa. He never won a title until late. Remember?
1: Hmm. I mean, yo, honestly. He only won okay. the NA, NA championship so that the bloodline could look completely uh, unstoppable. Whoa. Like, they wanted yeah. him to look like the evolution.
0: Yeah, well, Actually, I would argue they are like the current evolution. Like, this year's evolution. I'd, I'd argue that.
1: Yeah. It works. I mean, right yeah. now, I have no disagreements with the, the bloodline right now. Except yeah. a bit, maybe, of how Roman Reigns should not have two championships and also, like, him, what do you call this? Um, sorry. Oh, oh sorry. Um, um, not having the Usos have two championships as well. Yeah. I think they should have just had one championship and leave too much gold. For another too, much gold. Like, too much gold. Like, all the gold hmm, could have been better. But can I just say, like, that's another
0: thing I hate about the Vince McMahon era. Imagine this uh, you have the bloodline. Whether they're Raw or SmackDown doesn't matter. So they have, like, the tag titles. Maybe Solo could have the Intercontinental or U.S. or whatever's in Raw. And Roman Reigns has the Universal. But So whatever's the Raw titles, they have that. Like, imagine in SmackDown, you have the Hurt Business. Man, that would have been, like, what a fucking feud, right? Bobby Lash is the world champion. Then you have um, Shelton and Cedric as, like, the, you know, tag champs. Then you could you can just even add madcap moss there or whatever, whoever, like it doesn't matter, be the intercom right? The capabilities, what could have happened, but you know. Man, that would have been like that would have been like the Wyatt family versus the shield levels of Where you remember that time when they were in the They faced against each other. Yeah, I was like,
1: what? I remember that where they just decided like, uh, I think it like Triple H wanted to stop them from feuding at that time. Where, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that like, no, like Seth
0: <sighs> Rollins, was, Seth Rollins was stopping Dean Ambrose and Roman, then Bray was stopping Luke Harper, and um Eric Rowan from Ky- Fuck man, what could have been? Ugh. Anyway, wait. So I think we're getting to like rambling territory. So. Okay, like I have a few more questions, then you know we're we're good. How do you feel about Bobby Fish?
1: Bobby Fish is unfortunately the the lost sheep and what in what great the undisputed era was. Because yeah. to be honest, he has talent, but he's just his look is doesn't really have a lot going for him. And to be honest also, people just randomly I know I just bring this up. He's fat. He has a huge ass beer belly, but no one notices it because he's so big in the in the front and the back. But then, after, when he noticed when he debuted in AEW, he was like,
0: "Where did this come from?" Or his DNA run, man.
1: DNA run also.
0: Right, so, okay. So how about this? Um, my last question to you before we we we, we end the episode. So um, in AEW, who's your favorite wrestler right now? Kenny Omega. Okay, WWE.
1: WWE. Um stuff. I'll go with Drew McIntyre for now.
0: Okay, fair enough. Okay, those are your favorites. Who do you think are very underappreciated in AEW than WWE?
1: AEW, extremely unappreciated, Hook and uh Starks. Uh is this? Stark Starkman Jones. See the guy He's from Team Taz. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that guy. And then from WWE. Um, underappreciated also right now would have to be for me. Um, uh, can I say three? If it's okay. Yeah. Go so for. Rick, Ricochet and Ali. And this yeah. guy who I'm sure is hiding. Shinsuke Nakamura. Where
0: can are you, you man? It? No, but you know like you know the rumor was the Usos were supposed to lose in WrestleMania to Shinsuke and Rick Boogs. But then Rick got injured. Mm-hmm. He got the
1: easy, know, he got the really bad issue. Yeah, you know
0: I really hope that okay, Shinsuke I hope he gets a, a world title for me like before he retires he deserves it just one. Again, just one. Because look at AJ Styles, he's just a two-time WWE champion. But that's okay because he's done so much already that they just yeah. gave it to him yeah. just to complete And this, he's a,
1: right? and he's established already as a main contender all the time. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. All but now is just having fun. I think AJ's just having fun. He doesn't need to carry the company like TNA, right? So I hope Shinsuke, I really hope they give him just one reign, whether it's short or long, doesn't matter. Just give him that belt. You know what I mean? Agreed. Right? He's a small for sure. But I really hope when Rick Boogs comes back, he and Shinsuke become tag team champions. They were really awesome together.
1: Yeah, same. I feel like right. they deserve a good run.
0: They do, as tag champs. And I want Shinsuke to get that WWE championship, whether it's the universe or what, doesn't matter. Just give him the belt, you know. (laughs) But yeah, well, Joel, it was so fun talking to you about basketball. We never got to video games. Sorry about that. Our basketball really went out of hand. Our wrestling went out of hand. But yeah, thank you so much for being here. Uh, You know, uh, for my viewers or my listeners on Spotify tomorrow, if they want to follow you and stuff, do you have any plugins where they could, you know, chat you up about wrestling, video games, basketball? So yeah, go ahead.
1: Uh, so you guys can follow me in Instagram at JL underscore And you can also, yeah, Facebook, Jolly Leewag. And then also you can follow my Twitter if you guys are still into that. Um, JL Leewag5. Uh, it's either just me talking about wrestling, basket, uh, NBA, or currently right now Pokemon. So up to you guys.
0: Pokemon?
1: Like, I didn't know you could...
0: Dude, Ash is finally the greatest in the world, right? After 25 years. <laughs>
1: He deserves it. His team is actually credible enough to win. But after tw- <laughs> after
0: a whole U, it took him a whole U before he became the best in the world. Y- he realize right that
1: He went through a lot. He lost in the one finals. He won a really crappy mini tournament, the one in Hawaii. Yeah, what was it called? Let call him them? have it. Alola. Alola. Oh, he deserves it. He deserves yeah. a run. May have it taken really 25 years. It <laughs> years. He deserved it 25 years. It's like wrestling, man. He went. He did his work. He did his work. He may be just. He may still be 11 years old, but he did his work in that one year. He went against a team where it was all legendaries. He went against so a Latios he- and a Darkrai.
0: So it's like Bobby Lashley winning the championship. It's Bobby Lashley.
1: Year. Ash mm-hmm. Bobby Lashley. You guys got to remember that.
0: Oh, man. Well, Jollop, it was so fun having you. Thank you again uh, to everyone. Uh, Iglap the Ranger will be back next week, Thursday. Um, but an Iglap short talk will be back on Sunday. Uh, until then, take care. Stay safe. Bye, Brian. Thanks again, Joel. Bye. <laughs>